lot has happened in these 71 episodes we've put down the Age of Ashes so far. I mean, anybody who really wants to like catch up and not miss anything, just grab a bag of popcorn and start from session one. Just watch the whole thing. The whole it's thing. like 300 hours. Just... 246. Call, call into work. <laughs> yeah, it'll be 240 after today. For at least a week and a half. Yeah, yeah. Let's take so, a vacation. With all that... No sleeping either. What a sleep. As we had left off last week... Now adding to our repertoire, the champions of Kavlar. Your repertoire. There is, there is <laughs> nothing more that needs done in the Dwarven City. We've stopped Scarlet, Emberbeard, and the Triad from undermining their government, their Regents Council. We've stopped Strymalura and Roshin's mom from deleting the city from existence. You gotta talk about your parents. wave of fire and magma. I think I think my mom was mainly just wanting to like murder the, the party. Nah, mostly me just me. And carry me away. It's not a horribly far off yeah. of the, the goal really. The trajectory was, was largely there. And all that was really left was to make our way back out of Sagarok, back to Kavler, bearing the crown of the ancient king as proof of our victory. And from there, the tide in the city would turn relatively quickly. Originally, when you had first left, it seemed the city near on the brink of civil war, starting to fall apart after how effectively the triad had driven wedges between the various guilds and pitted the dwarves of the city against each other. But in the coming days, with this crown standing and your literal dragon's horde that you can dump out of a sack on the ground, uh, proving beyond the shadow of a doubt. A dragon? Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw the gourd home, open the door. <laughs> proving beyond it's a shadow real. of a doubt that the tales you brought back from Sagarok were at least mostly true. It may take some time for the rest of the Stonemasons Guild to accept the betrayal of their very leader. As the guilds in the Dwarven Cities, you know by this point, are far more than just their jobs. These are their families. These are the closest thing they have to traditional clans nowadays is almost these different factions that make up the guild halls of Kavlar itself. And with your victory, and bringing back both the robe and the crown of the old king. Truly coveted relics that Kavler would love to have, I'm sure. Your next couple of days there would certainly be full of feasting and drinking and revelry. So if I get the Archmage drunk... Personal rain... No. Um, no. No. She tried. All of this... <laughs> Thank you for letting me start chapter five off by telling you no to first rank club. By the way, I appreciate it. Uh, Doesn't start off right unless just he does check that. that off your list. All of this would have filled quite a few forge days and nights, but you have more interesting spoils from your adventures than a simple crown. You have the chisel, which you know to be a key to the gate of Alcida's ring. You still have. No freaking idea what the Scarlet Triad is even trying to do, but you've heard them claim a lot of strange and somewhat concerning things at this point. We know they take slaves. Accurate. And we aim to put a stop to it. 
That's the part that matters. Yep. Everything I, else is I have a bunch of words that she said that I don't know what they mean, but I plan on doing research but on them. But you have so many words. Just so many words. I know, but words are power. It doesn't really matter what they did. They slightly inconvenienced me, so now they're like, I gotta kill all of them. <laughs> <laughs> but today, as we come back in, it has been a week since we slew the Magma Dragon Strymalura. Not in Forge days, but if anyone is still making any effort to keep track of what it even may be on the surface at this point. Nope. It That's is. Job. It is. <laughs> it is now. After a journey back into Sagarok uh, for possibly one final time, unless needs be, we return to Kovlar sometime later. We're going to need the stonemasons, Geld. Well, the route the to side. Jewel Gate is an awkward and complicated one. And the matter of the starved still within Sagarok, though they no longer have their allies, they're still there <laughs> doing whatever it is they're doing. But it seems the undead Starving. are mostly mad at each other. <laughs> Starve, want to kill the king. Yeah, it's so much bothered by Cobbler. Today, you've made your way back through Sagarok, back through the strange halls, knowing no other real proper route. Back through the Gug Citadel. Give Harold a kiss. Wave goodbye to our friend Harold. It's a nice terrifying demon spider with seven legs. Still staring at the waterfall yet. And passed back through Jewelgate. As you return to the antechamber of Elsida's ring here, the way station uh, between these worlds, it looks exactly as you had left it. However, many weeks in forge days or in surface days ago, completely unchanged. A few of the crystals that you had originally had to do some damage to to prevent them from screaming horrifically at you. Still lie shattered in various bits of jagged shards and a fine dust across the floor. Still very brightly colored, almost a mixed rainbow carpet near the portal as you step into the way station. And we come back in today as you raise your key to the exit portal. Head finally back to Elsada's ring. Citadel Altarian and the Breach Hall. Oh, oh, it's going to be so good to go home. I'm so tired of these rickets. I miss the sun. It's been <laughs> a long time <laughs> since anybody has seen the sun. I miss the it breeze. It has been a while. I don't know what anyone's complaining about. I was perfectly fine. I got a lot of good use out of goggles. It's okay. I brought lots of uh, vitamin cream with us so that we could all stay, you know, nice and healthy. I miss the sun. <laughs> Kind of makes your fur oily, though. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I don't want that. Let's go, go through the gate. Yeah. Please, please, let's move ahead. All right. All of these books that we found in the Screeching Ladies Lair are going to be really fun to read now that we have time. That's for sure. Although, yes, yes, no, we need a rest. It is a uh, well-deserved one. Maybe I can get Tyrannus to take me out on a date. Probably not, but you can try. <laughs> Just see if you can have that uh, that grandfather of his who's been mucking about in the castle. I don't see- want to date his grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet he can order Tyrannus to take out. That's awful. I don't want to do that. He could always give you slumber wine. No. <laughs> you could kidnap him. 
What's wrong? I mean, uh, I'd consider it. No, 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 I wouldn't. What is greater, Tyrannus or the idea of Tyrannus? <laughs> but a month apart from your love to think fondly back of Tyrannus and the sun and going outside while you've been stuck nice. in Cobbler. There's been a lot of outside. It's just also inside. <laughs> outside light. Yeah. From the makers of outside. <laughs> outside. <laughs> Copyrighted. As you Trademark. touch the key back to the front gate of Jewel Gate, seeing again the blank stone arch, it's, uh, almost imperceptibly turn from a flat gray surface to a thick gray mist. But if you're not watching carefully, it's a change you can't even really see happen. The hardness of the stone, uh, the stone giving way to this soft, blank, nothing. You step through and arrive once more back in Alsata's ring. Two, a bright green light. As you step through uh, directly in front of you, at about shoulder level, you see this pinpoint of green light and what appears to be rotating around it, a pentagonal sequence of curved wooden limbs that are wrapping around, spiraling. And a sound not terribly unlike an engine winding up coming out from this thing. Uh, but before you could really see and even process what the heck this thing is, a voice <laughs> comes back from behind it. Oh, by Cataface, it's just the group of you, of course. Uh, and uh, the light goes away. The branches, the strange roots, weave themselves back down together, uh, forming fingers of a hand before it sits back into the wooden arm bore by Nikita, who is, in fact, still here down in Alceta's ring, and uh, cowering behind her, two red and green little kobolds. <gasps> Resmi will get so excited and run over to them. Her, from either side, realizing there is no actual danger here as they see the group of you. They look almost confused. Who else would you expect to be using it? You I think the key can know. be taken from us? You have been gone for over a month. I had no idea what, what fate had befallen you. We had quite a bit to take care of. <laughs> it is <Not> the <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. <laughs> that was the best thing ever. Are... Good job. Uh, yeah. This is the first thing I have seen happen from these portals at all since you have been gone. But... <sighs> You've we, been here we, the, whole, the whole time? It's an absolute mess. I'm not allowed to stay. We do have good news, though. We have the last key. And, uh, Zerk is kind of looking around the, the side here. He raises one little clawed finger. The last meat? Oh. There is only one more meat? I, ha I have more meat. It's okay. In the world? Here. Yes, it's around Marshall's neck. It's fresh, like, well, not exactly fresh, but the volcano cooked it. <laughs> it's still it almost has become jerk entirely jerk. behind Nikita's leg. Snuggles' green snout much wider <laughs> than her relatively uh, slender thigh, poking out on both sides here, like a child hiding behind his mom. Can we have it? 
we, well, we have, we have, we have eaten meat twice today, actually, so we're not that hungry, but, but if it's the last meat, we want it. I, I brought you it's lots of meat. the last meat in all of the land, and it belongs to this man. Nah, Nikita puts a wooden hand down on uh, <laughs> Sniggles' snout. The last key! <laughs> These two are helpful and uh, very inquisitive creatures you have here. We love them so much. They're like our official mascots. They're helpful. They're surprisingly so uh, much so, actually. They're fun to party with. I know that much. I... They're very good at finding meat. She kind of puts her hands up. Uh, I know that when you were heading to leave, uh, we had been on the way out. Renali and I were going to return on our journey back to the Equija lands, to the Leopard Clan's territory in Tuakreville. Well, it's stories of the journeys we have had, but these just kind of gestures to the room here. I was not so immediately willing to leave all of this behind. There is so much here that, that we can learn. And, and there is so much here that I, I want to know. This is not just it's in interesting magic. It's not just ancient artifacts that... Uh, it ties into our people. A part of this, at the very least, and she points back to Hunter's Gate, uh, framed in these carvings of dancing elk, the first gate you had ever been through that took you to the Library Clan. This is deeply connected to my people. This, this is our history. And while they mentally, Renavo and the rest of the clan wants nothing to do with it, other than to just make sure it's never used and nothing ever comes of it again. It's... I don't know. I do not wish to cross the wishes of my father, of course. That it seems unwise to reject learning of something because of a fear. <laughs> well, I mean, if you would like, we can take you through any one of these gates that does not go back to the uh, Mongi Expanse. She kind of raises an eyebrow. Well, I, I have spent some weeks studying this, uh, working on things. Uh, these two, again, helping run errands, fetch reagents and ingredients as I need. I just imagine like, them like licking the rocks, like, hmm, that's not meat. <laughs> <laughs> They're helping. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I suppose Surely that is the next step of the research, yes, is to, uh, is to see where any of these lead. I mean, they're like, clearly you traverse them perfectly fine. Like 78% safe. Mataz approved. Any one of them we have already been through is uh, safe at this point. I still wouldn't recommend going through this one. It's, it's, uh, no. it's not a good time no, 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 in no, no, general. No. Although, that one right there, I have a barony on the other side of it, so you can totally go through that one. I, I would not imagine that the world itself is more than 78% safe, to be fair. Well, that's probably point. much less, actually. Yeah, These have been vetted by us. I don't know. This, these are the things that Xarxes uh, always liked to study. He wanted to know more. He knew so much more about how these gateways worked, how these are connected. And... Oh, well, Xarxes. Uh, he... Oh, he, he was the, uh, I, I suppose it would be Envoy, the emissary, perhaps. Uh, like you, uh, of the Leopard Clan before I was. Oh, oh, yes, 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 your predecessor. He, uh, he knew much more, much more of the history of this, uh, the history of the darkness, the distracted in it, uh, what our people had done. I told you there was something in there. 
Oh, yes, there's me. The dragon inside the, the Alceta's ring. Yes, wait, of wait, course, of wait. course. There's a dragon in the gates? Oh, yes. Haven't you seen it? Every time we go through, it's staring at us through the walls. Oh, I wasn't really paying attention. I was more concerned with the ghost screaming at us. The one, well, the second gate I went through. And the dead corpses in the first gate I went through. Speaking of the darkness, I really do have a vision that I saw that I want to share with you later. And uh, Zerk puts uh, his finger back up again. Is it that there is more meat than the last meat? Yes. Because it is important if we are on the last meet that we find more. You know, the last time the kobold was talking like this. <laughs> of course there's more meat. Perhaps don't I could listen give to you him. some special meat cooked with a seasoning I prepared. Don't give him it. Why are you looking at slumber wine to everyone today? <laughs> what? No, not slumber wine. Probably oh. Yeah, oh, that was, that, it was a boggard. Hmm? That was a boggard. They're set. Every time about something else the kobold boss. The one at the end of, like, yeah. After, yeah, that was a boggard. Oh, I thought she was a kobold. No, Narset was a boggard, like, half-dragon thing. Oh. The kobold was at the mines. Oh, yeah, she was like a half-dragon. Yeah, there was one, but that was before Trishik. Gotcha. But, uh, anyway, as, uh, Nikita's, well, I, I hope you do not feel that I have, uh, taken advantage of your hospitality here. Of course like, not. You're welcome anytime. Welcome. It has been, uh, very nice. Your town is is so friendly. So much more so than most I have visited on my journey here. Uh, there are these two Azurk and Sniggles, of course, are very helpful. Uh, the Hell Knight man upstairs also incredibly friendly. <sighs> Don't mind. Don't encroach. Sorry? Uh, taken. I... I, he's spoken for. Not the old one, the other one. The old one is also spoken for. He's married. <laughs> oh, you're right. Rannis, yes? Yes, he's spoken for. I call them. No, no, <laughs> no. This married man, you called the Tyrannus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got dibs. I am afraid I don't understand. She I has, has a she bit has... of a unrequited uh, affection. Dear, she has a crush. Just at her like a cat. No, I like her. She's my friend. We're just making it clear. She's, I... she's courting him. I guess I don't really understand oh, what's happening. I see. I see. I barely know. So, I, I hate to interrupt this wonderful, wonderful reunion. Can we go upstairs? Can we continue upstairs? Yeah, we oh, we should go outside. see yeah. the sun. Uh, of course. I, I, we I haven't seen the sun. I have no, not even the beginning of an idea of what it is you have been up to or what it is you are after here. We've been in a cave for We've a month. We've been in a dwarf city for a month. Is it daytime? Please tell me it's daytime. It is the middle of the day, yes. Yes. Oh, good. Yeah, thank goodness. And as you came through, you would have been, you would have, uh, been journeying like for like maybe an, an hour or two after you awoke. You would have thought perhaps it was like nine or ten in the morning, so you've skewed off a little bit We're over some have... time in the forge days. Forge days, who it, knows? No, it's gate lag. With absolutely, <laughs> with no context of the sun, there was no way for you to keep track of what time it was. You mean no, to tell me you actually? It was probably that's actually probably accurate because it was probably about like eight or nine in the morning where we were, and then we teleported, like. Across the world a bit, and the, the time five change. kings mountains is like on the border like of Eastgear. Like yeah. this gate yeah. goes the smallest distance yeah. of any of the gates. Like, geographically, to I mean, it might be like a time zone over. Dude, it doesn't matter. We still got gate lag. Doesn't have time zones. Is it Galarian? Probably Galarian. The moon. Well, I feel like because though they may not have time zones, they still have a sun and a planet revolves around it. Yes. So, <laughs> like, I don't know how Galarian works. There has to be well, some. There's a sun there's, and the there's planet a god revolves. in the center. Right? Least, there is a god in the center of Galarian. We don't talk about Rovigar. That Galarian, he doesn't know how Galarian works. Look, there is some nerd in chat that has come up 
with an entire system of, of time changing for the different realms of Galarian? I know there is. Guys, don't fail me here. If there was a system of time zones throughout Galarian, I would imagine they'd be incredibly wide, honestly, because it'd, it'd be much more likely to be something of a Roman Empire sort of thing. And what Makes with Cheliax's holdings, like all well, the way out to Taldor would probably time, share time. Time zones didn't really become a thing until trains started. Yeah, because like yeah. no one can travel fast enough for it to matter. Yeah, yeah. So no. But we have teleportation, so. Teleportation kind of alleviates. If you teleport from Taldor to Cheliax. But how many people can teleport? And it's four hours earlier Quite in Cheliax. a lot of people can teleport. I can't teleport. Not long distances. That's yeah, uncommon. no, teleportation's uncommon. Yeah. Like golems? I mean, you, yeah, like golems. You hardly okay. ever see them. They yeah, don't, never. <laughs> like man range. and Piot just zooping across the world. Please, let's go outside. And Akito would certainly not stand in your way any longer. And uh, uh, again, not mean to impose here. You can see that behind her with Zerk and Stinkle, she does have an interesting array uh, various knowledge behind her. Uh, what appears to be quite a few uh, nearly identical leather-bound journals that she probably picked <laughs> up from uh, from Crank in town in Breachill here or somewhere else on her journeys, uh, combined with a whole bunch of strange tools and implements, uh, different curved rods and curled tokens and icons that you're not actually familiar with, uh, almost entirely seeming to be made of wood and plant matter, nearly no metal or stone within any of them. Mm. Um, you would perhaps recognize some of them from your, you would perhaps recognize some of them from your time in Acrevel and in the Mwangi Expanse, but the rest of you, it would just look like so many trinkets and odds and ends, rather, but they would clearly have some degree of power about them, some kind of uses, gauges, or uh, magic, magical ma measuring implements, clearly things that she has been using to try to study. I'll set his ring as she's been here. But of course, she's definitely not going to stop you from going upstairs, obviously. You can oh, just... before we leave, um, if you want to study El Seda's ring, I have some books here that I think will help you. I have some books too. Oh, yeah. We have an El Seda's ring library now. A whole library. I... Right, what do you two enjoy that? I am somewhat uh, I'm going remiss upstairs. to admit, I suppose, but while I I believe I am getting much better with your, uh, your Taldane, language? I cannot read anything but uh, the text of my people yet. I can't read the text of your people, but I can help. I'll come back later and help. But right now, son. 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 <laughs> up the stairs you go. And uh, the stairs would lead you up to the opening into either the hallway, the, the north hallway around the courtyard or the courtyard itself, where as she said, it is the middle of the day. And the sun is hanging high overhead bright and sunny by my calendar the summer solstice was four days ago so if you wanted the sun here's the goddamn sun <laughs> it's about as much as you're gonna get and it would be absolutely blinding to the group of you with no real context at this point, having fully adjusted to the light of Kovler and of Sagarok and one single light spell on Roshin's sword a lot of the time the red glow of magma, perhaps. None of these anywhere near the brightness of the freaking sun. It would be like you would be unable to open your eyes <laughs> in the courtyard for perhaps a minute or two while you slowly readjusted to life on the surface. Oof. It has been three weeks since you went through Joel Gate to head to Koffler. Three weeks. Oh my gosh. 
Remember that episode when we were in Citadel Altarian called It's Been Forever Since We've Seen the Sun? It's like that. Yeah. Good news. Perhaps I blew that episode title a little early. <laughs> because um, I, was, I forget what the sun looks like. Yeah, I yeah. forget what the, the sun looks like. it was the fourth or the fifth episode, episode of the adventure because you'd been underground for th- two or Ho- three two days. days. Yeah. I think it was two days, was two. three yeah. sessions. We've been underground for... Almost 25 sessions and three weeks. Oh my god. <laughs> Actually forgot what the sun looks like. Forget what the sun looks like. The reprisal. Round two. Round two. But as you uh, slowly come to grips with what the heck outside is. I missed it. You're back in Citadel Altarian. There is uh, no immediate sign of either Tyrannus or Marcus. Uh, here in the courtyard. But it is a fairly large citadel. It is staffed by two people right now. So. <laughs> we only have to hire some more staff now that we have a lot of money. Oh, yes. And probably some furniture might not go amiss either. I mean, yeah. not have that to was one of, the, uh, one of the repairs you had, actually, was fixing and replacing a lot of the basic furnishings oh, that the castle nice. had. That nice. was one of your repairs that you conscripted before you uh, had left. And as you open the gate back into the main bulk of the citadel itself in the southern wing here, it would be very much clear that this is in a much greater state than where you would left. It's a little interesting because the Citadel is not so old as to be like an ancient style or a different building type of castle, but it's old enough that it's a little visible where the brand new walls and the uh, restorations had happened. The Craig Colbrand, Colbrand has done a pretty good job of bringing it back up to a good state here, and the castle is damn livable. Uh, as a matter of fact, just the huge stone body of the thing and the fact that it's all now organized and laid out as it's supposed to be, with all of its various arrow shafts around the outside doubling as source of ventilation, it is surprisingly cool inside the castle. It holds its temperature a lot better than the outside air does. And walking into that southern area, we would be walking into what was the large chamber that was originally the bunk. You would find Tyrannus, at the very least, seated on the refurbished, very unnecessarily large amount of <laughs> constant beds around here. You repair and replace the furniture is the yeah. thing that you paid for. So you have like 15 bucks in this barrack chamber. They would immediately uh, look oh. up hearing a bunch of footsteps coming around the corner. Curious. It's been so long. You wonder for a moment if he's forgotten that you exist. As soon as he realizes who you are, he would uh, close the massive black book that he was reading through, set it on the floor, smile on his face, and look back up. You have returned! Tyrannus! She'll run over and she'll jump on him. And he's kind of like sitting down, so he would sort of uh, almost just recoil back a little bit. He's not going to collapse. The, the chair just like falls back. Just sitting on the, the bunk is over. fine. I, I got it. Sort of awkwardly <laughs> puts like one hand around and sort of pets Resme on the back. We uh, miss you so much and we have so much to tell you. She, she Welcome mi- back. She missed all you. Of you. Thank you. Thank you kindly. I, I admittedly had begun to wonder if something had gone wrong. I intended to be sending messages every day, but you understand, I fell out of habit of it. And we ended up needing the resources. I understand, uh, especially given the circumstances of this ring of portals and, well, 
everything you group seem to get yourselves into every time you go through one from what I've heard. We defeated a dragon. They did kill a dragon. We defeated a dragon. Pretty amazing. So five of you, well, four of us, and Roshin was kind of there. Kind of. She did her part. She like helped. Like a fully I... grown dragon, an adult dragon. Oh, oh yeah. Dragon. It was quite large. It, it was a dragon big enough. No. Magma, too. Magma. It swam in magma, like a fish. Her name was Strymalura. She was the queen of Sagarok. I did not even... Self-titled. ...know that such things existed. I have... Um, and he just kind of motions down this, this book here. Uh, I've read, of course, of many various kinds of dragons. Uh throughout Avistan, but they are typically red or black or blue or occasionally uh, the metallic kinds, but I did not know they expanded. The, the dragon was made of lava. Uh, certainly seemed the way. Yeah, Where much. were you that there was a dragon made of lava? We were just and a next door in the uh, Five Kings Mountains. And, uh, two, this is you're kind of explaining this here. Uh, you would hear pretty heavy plated footsteps approaching. And the door that would lead around to the front gate opening as Marcus Solomar, for perhaps one of the first times you've seen finally foregoing armor here, as he even tends to wear most of it around the Citadel from your experience. Only the greaves and the boots, <laughs> but just a gambeson up top. Uh, his silvered hair just kind of drawn, drawn back. Ah, you have returns then. Quite That's successfully good. so. Thankfully. So, while you have been gone, uh, one moment, I will bring back the checklist. And he oh, he's heads a back checklist. further into the castle. So cute. That's very good of him. He's oh, actually wait. keeping track of things while quite well. While he grabs checklist, would you like to show Tyrannus the uh, proof of the kill? The dragon. Oh, goodness gracious. You're only going to have a moment. Uh, it will only take a moment. Old Solomar is not going far, and he is terrifyingly organized. <laughs> Gotta love good organization as this paper falls out of his... This <laughs> 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 kind of looks... It's important that someone be fully organized. I, I have to ask. I mean, no offense by this. Is this a costume of some kind? You cannot possibly find use in hundreds of pages randomly tucked around your attire. It's surprising what you find use of. This right here is a children's story that you sing to children to help them go to bed. Um, um, I do not need this. Oh. <laughs> Moreover, <laughs> we have actually not needed it the entire time we were there. Oh, Matas took some bites out of it, it though. Yes. I had a question quickly before Lord Solomon returns, actually, if you are fetching what, uh, whatever it is you have. The answer is yes. It's not a yes or no question. Uh. Who is this uh, Evan woman? who is so curious about the ring. The one that you've... <laughs> Wait a minute. So you've had someone walking around the Citadel studying the gate and you didn't know who she was. I haven't spoken... Uh, I have spoken some with her, but mostly she has dealt with Lord Solomar, who seems fair enough. Uh, At least someone uh, let her in. Son well fit. Uh, she didn't make her in here. If I recall correctly, you were the ones who let her in before you left. We did. Well, this was quite a while ago. Yes. Uh, no, she is a, a very good friend of mine from Mwangi, who... Oh, she's a friend of yours? Mm-hmm. Well, perhaps you could introduce me uh, properly. Of course. And he reaches up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Resume's head exposed. <laughs> right. In that case, Marshall just carefully picks up Resume. All right, Lassie. Let's, let's cool down over here just for a second. 
Um, and you see almost a little <laughs> bit of a blush on Tyrannus here. As he reaches back to kind of rub the back of her, uh, his neck here. So I, uh, she introduced herself quite simply as uh, Nikita. Am I saying this correct? Does she have a last name, a family, a title? She, she wants me to go be pitching her back to the gate now, huh? And uh, <laughs> before that could go any further, oh, Solomar yeah. comes back. Oh, Nikita, it's time to go home. <laughs> you gotta go right now. <laughs> Very important. Very uh, important. Well, Shin, should I take uh, the last day outside or? No, no, let's keep her where we can see her for now. Lord Solomar comes Save back in. Save the fireballs for later. <laughs> Upright, uh, with a journal of his own. Uh, Resume not... starts casting maze. <laughs> so much as just a uh, stack of papers with a metal pin through the corner to keep them together and a clipboard set on top you of it. I might need this. <laughs> For later. Hmm. Oh. It's a surprise tool. Right then. So, as you have been gone, you, as you have put us in charge of stewardship of the Lotarian. Your repairs you have requested uh, among the castle itself have been completed some weeks ago, actually. I'd expected you would be returning much sooner. You'd be able to attend to things here, and... But... Sorry, the dragon and the cult were fairly intractable. Not to mention the political situation. Goodness gracious, that was quite dwarves a while. Are, dwarves are very, very stubborn. I don't hey. uh, He does not seem phased by that at all, and just continues back down to his checklist. I glow so, this guy. Everything is in order here. Your stonemason crown, Coldbrand, has, uh, of course, received this payment in advance. Uh, everything is organized as it should have been. Uh, everything is in order, and I have checked to the standards of much of his repairs and his uh, rehabilitation myself. The castle seems to be in passably good shape, admittedly. Good. We need some more upgrades. We're now pretty much made of money, so pretty much anything we need, we can do now. Yeah, slaying a dragon is actually quite quite lucrative if you pull it off. Well, from everything that I have inspected here, Citadel Altarian now stands much as it once did when the old the nail around the thing. Uh, I don't believe there is much more as far as repair that is necessary. Now, that said, this castle was admit a little more than an outpost back in those times. Maybe we could make it more defensible? Well, for one thing, I think we'd actually want to garrison the place. For sure. I don't think either of these are terribly unwise, admittedly. That said again, this castle is ill-positioned to properly defend the town of Breachill as a fortress is to do. Uh, due to its distant location from the town and the relative small size of the village itself. But that notwithstanding, it's the best defense the village has. Uh, and I, again, Tyrannus has told me some of the long and short of what it is you have been up to in your time gallivanting about all of the inner sea regions, as it sounds. But I have very little information about what exactly it is you have been doing and what exactly we may need to prepare for. This could influence our decisions very well, you see. Well, thankfully, I don't believe it will be ter terribly... We haven't been getting any official governments mad at us. Uh, however, we have been swayed in a of a shadow war against uh, an illegal slaving operation, which is quite well connected. So uh, small bands of mercenaries are not entirely out of the question. And just remind me, because I actually 100% remember, do they know about the Scarlet Triad at all? Tyrannus and Marcus? Uh, I don't think they do. We very had to tell vaguely. them a little bit because I'm like, I'm assassins. not sure if you, you did, because, yeah, they yeah. showed up in town. You you knew that, uh, obviously, Marcus Solomar knew that Baltus Burton literally mind-controlled him. 
But uh, did he know the Scarlet Triad connection? Was the yes. Thing I was yeah, he does. Do. He knows as much as we did before we left, which is almost nothing. Right. Which, well, it hasn't changed very much. Yeah. So yeah exactly. But like that was actually a big part of our motivation for going through the gates in the first place. So we'd be pretty hard pressed to keep that from him, and I don't see a reason right. why. Right. He, he turns would. a yeah. turns a page back around his clipboard, um, looking through. Right. And that is this uh, the Scarlet Triad group. I have been investigating them. I've set some correspondence out, attempting to reach some of my contacts to see what more I could possibly learn about them. I'm not entirely positive that this is the same group. The only connection that I could make with any real evidence to back it up is a group based in Catapash, it That's seems. them. The merchants, right? The merchants that apparently deal in a side of slaving, which seems to match up with everything you've told me about them. Now, if this is, in fact, our foe, this raises several interesting questions. The first of which being their geographical distance from us. Katapesh is quite a fair travel from Iska and across the inner sea itself. Katapesh is directly through one of those gates, and if anybody has another key, they could literally get here in five seconds. Now where the gates go, then? Yes. Well, we have been told. We do not know that it goes there. Uh, but all indications indicate that it's probably the place where it'd be gone. By our last accounting, there are still two gates as of yet unaccounted for, uh, not counting the one that you were traveling through when last we met some weeks ago. Jewel Gate it was. Um, we have Dust Gate, and, uh, and he moves the clipboard back underneath the stacks of paper and starts looking through them, which is not me not remembering what the other gate is. Well, we, we have the key to Dust Gate about. now. Uh, Callista's Gate. Venga Gate. That's Venga? Right. Venga Gate. Huh. It's, or Venge Gate. I'm honestly not sure, because it's one word. Venge Gate. Venge. As in revenge. I'm pretty sure it's Venge Gate. Well, I don't think... I mean, it's Callistria. It actually could be Venge Gate. Yeah, that would make yeah, sense. Yeah, that would make sense to me. Her, her entire thing is pursue It's easier to say and it sounds better, so I'm going to go with Venge Gate regardless. Uh, this Dust Gate and this Venge Gate. So you don't have the key to one of those. We have Dust Gate. And is this the one that you imagine goes to Katapesh, or...? That's what we believe. We have good reason to believe. We found evidence towards it, but we haven't actually tried it yet. And honestly, I think I'd actually like to spend some time in town before we do. Indeed. Well, if you were to work to establish a better line of defense here beside the Altarian, should the Scarlet Triad and try to take action against us, what I have discovered here, the battle would go very poorly for us. We may have a castle, and admittedly the castle may do its job quite well, but the resources of all of the town of Breachill versus just a tenth of the mercantile consortium of the Scarlet Triad very much skews in their favor. There's a battle of logistics and numbers. One thing we have going for us is the isolation of this location. Breach Hill itself barely has any roads or mercantile connections to any nearby settlements or cities, so it would be near impossible for them to move any reasonably sized force. Well, the other point of view is that uh, seeing as how that uh, they are not an official government, uh, they certainly shouldn't be marching mercenary armies through Isker. Imagine someone of the official stance would take issue to that. Um, from what I have heard from a few of my old friends in the Order, it doesn't imagine, uh, it doesn't seem so much that official restrictions are the greatest of problems for those who base their operations in Katapesh. Hmm. I have not had the displeasure of visiting the country nor the city myself, but 
businesses there seem to largely ignore much of the regulation that the Pactmasters seem to place upon them. So we understand. Um, As a matter of fact, the entirety of their slave operation, you put the, the clipboard back on top, seems to be largely under the table, something that the Pactmasters either are unaware of or unwilling to engage with entirely. Uh, to their credits, the Katapeshi did outlaw slavery some years back. Of course, and they're paying lip service to it, which is uh, all well and good, but the, uh, the concerning is that there's something different between government corruption and overlooking illegal business and actually allowing a foreign army to tramp its way through your countryside. Well, that would fall to the leadership of Isker, or perhaps Cheliax at that, and regardless of their resources and their positioning or their opinion of what the group of you have managed to succeed with your operations, it is doubtful the Scarlet Triad would want to make enemies of House Thrun. Few do, and that is wise. So more than likely, if anything does come here, will be bands, smallish, possibly amass into something reasonably strong. But... And Tyrannus, at this, actually just raises his hand for a moment. Uh, Lord Solomar, I have, uh, if I may, and Solomar just nods briefly, I, I have been looking through the situation here, trying to uh, perhaps assess, uh, learn some about well, this situation that the Citadel has now found itself in, as, of course, we are its stewards. And uh, much as you said, its defensible position is suspect at the best, distant from Breachill, and difficult to resupply. Uh, admittedly, Alcetta's ring would be a large boon to any kind of a situation involving a siege, as we could resupply from any nearby settlements that may be friendly to us, but it is also a weakness. If any enemy can simply make their way through this back door, the walls are near meaningless. It may be wiser, perhaps, to better prepare as we are. We are but seven men here. Uh, eight, perhaps, if this Nikita stays. I suppose ten if we count the small lizard men? No, no, best not to. We do have the goblins as well. And uh, Solomar, what is your point, Tyrannus? Uh, and he not, uh, of course, Lord Solomar. Uh, Solomar. My, my point is, we are a very small force, and uh, the walls are only as useful as they are. It may be more worth investments uh, adding useful assets inside the citadel. Uh, as there workshops where we can prepare better defenses or uh, perhaps even improve the equipment we have available to ourselves or uh, more adequate training facilities where we can uh, perhaps personally better prepare for situations uh, or both. I tend to agree with Tyrannus. I was actually thinking that if anything is going to threaten us, it's likely to come through the gates. We're going to need some sort of a fail-safe, a way of locking down Alcida's rings so that they can't get through. And Solomar, Solomar nods and flips back another couple pages on his clipboard. This is something I had certainly been putting into mind, as it is, of course, the uh, clear and biggest weakness that the castle has in its current state. Now, the difficulty is the position of the thing. Given a connection to the central courtyard by a simple stairwell, short of sealing it off entirely, there's only so much we could do to prepare proper safeguards, even with access to relatively potent magic. As the investments and the logistics of installing any kind of a gate or a doorway into a 
single simple door frame that will keep people from simply working through the stone around it or up through the roof of Alceta's ring but into the courtyard itself is difficult without sealing it entirely. Any actions we take, I fear, may only buy us some minutes rather than a proper safeguard. Well, then perhaps what we should perhaps do then is rather than have a simple stairwell assess, um, perhaps what we could do instead would be to remove the stairwell and put in a lift, dig a shaft straight down, accessible by a platform you can raise and lower with ropes and pulleys and all that stuff, uh, similar to the way that they do it over in Cantargo. And uh, if uh, such time comes where foes come through that we can't hold off, we could simply just cut the ropes. And they'll have to climb up a sheer wall. Uh, it would take them some time at least. And all the while putting alchemical fire and arrows down on them. This doesn't sound like a terrible idea, and I... I'm not one to immediately dismiss the suggestion. I don't imagine that a straight shaft is going to be that much more defensible than the top of a stairwell is already. I already have the benefits of a height advantage and any sort of traps or countermeasures that we wish to pour down the, uh, down the shaft could equally well be poured down the staircase as well. And lock gates. Can go ahead and block off sections of that as well, making it slower. If anything, up. perhaps the stairwell may be more defensible as the shaft will be taken or lost in a single strike, whereas, as you said, a fighting retreat could be mounted on the stairs. I'll defer to your expertise. That said, this is admittedly a very unique situation. Whatever we would like to do, I believe we pretty much have freedom to get as creative as we would like. And I suppose his hand up again. Uh, if I may, Lord Solomon, it, it seems, as far as I can see, that there is little to be gained from reinforcing the walls outside the castle or trying to set up much of a defense to also this ring itself. Uh, in fact, from what I've heard of your journeys, if the portal circle is compromised, the citadel very will be lost regardless. Well, you can, with some certainty, imagine that the resources that the, the triad would invest into such an endeavor would mean they would easily be able to push from inside Shaft, stairs, defenses, notwithstanding. Hmm. All of this is somewhat predicated on the assumption that we will not lose control of our citizen's ring. I wouldn't mind doing some research, some more studying of the ring, to see if I can figure out a way to lock one of them down. I'm certainly smashing the gate, seems to work well. But lock them down without actually destroying our ability to reactivate them. You have said there are only uh, but a precious few number of these individual keys, yes? Mm. They are, I imagine, if the, the triad is so interested in breach of the castle and the circle, what they have been seeking. And it seems that all you have claimed has been from them. It is not an unfair guess then based on that that they do not possess more of these keys they may not but they are not the only threat in the world moreover weren't you mentioning that uh, hunter's gate actually had uh, two keys to it and the ekujai actually still keep one if there are multiple keys to hunter's gate there could be multiple keys that to the others that is exactly what and i was thinking nods. i concur it's not wise for us to assume that there's only a single iteration of each of these keys, especially since that uh, elf witch Nikita has confirmed that at least two copies of the one to hunt the Hunter's Gate. Her clan 
appears to be in possession of another. Which is why I think it would be very beneficial of us to understand the way the keys interact with the gate and to understand how that magic works and if it can be secured. All of this is still somewhat undermined by the fact that there is one key that we know, verified, does exist that we have no control over. I don't wish to make enemies of the Elf Witch's clan, but I would advise, as your stewards, it is unwise to allow the Leopard Clan to remain in possession of the key to the ring. <sighs> we don't know of their defenses, and everything we do here can be undermined by a flaw on their end. Well, certainly only their... Uh... Uh, only their remoteness is actually offering any of their protection to actually being able to keep the key under drops. But also the fact that, A, very few people know about them, and B, why would anyone go searching there for another key? Well, we thought very few people knew about them. Very few people knew about the ring, but once we get to Mwangi, everyone we met knew about it. If I may, uh, they have already failed in that task once. Is that not what started everything here? Would not be did they not? Did to... they not lose the first of the keys to the cinder clocks that we faced in the basements of this very castle? Exactly, it, just so. It would not be difficult to just go and take the key. They do not plan on using it. There is not a reason to have it be on the uh, other side. Will they hand we, it over? Well, if we were going to go and uh, if we were going to go and actually have to pick a gate to go and demolish to go and seal it off, Hunter's Gate wouldn't be a bad one. The Equidae have no interest in using it. There would be no love lost there. It's just a very powerful artifact. I do not feel nice breaking it. I suppose we should actually understand what is our priority here? Protect Breach Hell. At the expense of the gates? If that's the case, then we should smash them. Not at the expense of the gates necessarily, but the fact of the matter is, as much as I value the gates for what they are and, and what they can do, we owe it to the village to also take their well-being into account. Of course you take it into account, but war is war. At some point you may need to make a choice, and it'll be far easier if you make it ahead of time. I would smash the gates before I would let anybody in Breach Hill take the brunt of it. Then that should be part of our plan. I agree, I think we should booby-trap them. Well, uh, alternative, but go ahead. Oh, I was gonna make a small suggestion, because I just, you know, thought of something. You know, being, a re for lack of a better term, a retired mercenary, you know, I built connections over the years. You're not retired. Who are you, who, who are you joking with? Well, you're I'm, actively being a mercenary. Yeah, you're pretty much a mercenary <laughs> right now. We have a Fair contract and everything. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say I'm part of a new clan now, but uh, that works too, I suppose. But anyway. I thought we were family. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make the contract go away. <laughs> Contracted family. <laughs> But, like I said, I've made some connections over the years, and uh, I'm pretty sure if I ask any of my old, older mercenary buddies that uh, maybe for the right price, maybe we, they can lend us a hand in helping protect the town or defending the gates or whatnot. I'm all in favor of a garrison. If anything, it'll make it easier to I have agree. more hands about the place. Well, uh, of all the gates that we have access to, would the Hunter's Gate not be the safest place to evacuate the town to. From what you've been telling me about, the Mwangi Expanse is a green hellscape where you catch diseases in your first night. Why I, on earth would you take anybody there? I think that we should evacuate to Cypress Point if I we agree. have to go anywhere. That's, we'll have... It's also a good option. But and I... Solomar kind of nods, uh, holding a hand towards Trishik for a moment. 
Uh, it seems that we're all largely in agreement here, and admittedly, I am finding myself inclined to agree with Tyrannus's counsel here. It's quite wise. Perhaps it would be best to focus our investments inward. A training facility of some kind to staff and hold the standing garrison that can hold the castle if necessary. And if desired, I could reach back out to the Paralictor that I served under in the Order of the Nail, see if they still have any interest instead of the Altari. Could have an attachment to the finest town lights here within a few weeks. Hmm. I can't guarantee that, of course. I don't move to speak for the Paralictor. But given the situation, the activation of Alcetta's ring seems to be why they constructed the entire castle in the first place. Perhaps. Lord Solomar, we certainly trust your counsel, but uh, the Paralictor is one that we have not met, and we don't know what motives House Thrun may have for this place. And uh, it's one thing to have a Seneschal who is trusted and a Stuart who is trusted, but an entire detachment. I think it'd perhaps be more secure knowing that any garrison we have responds to our orders and not the Paralictors. I also... If the Order of the Nail were to act as steward for the Citadel and as guardians as we are now, uh, Tyrannus has explained the situation of the deed. You are the rightful owners of the Citadel, and while admittedly the Paralictor could perhaps pursue that under a Chelish judge to reclaim it, should they desire to, they, imagine this, they abandon this castle entirely. I cannot imagine they would want to uh, conflate themselves in a prolonged legal squabble in the, over some area in the hinterlands of Isker, regardless of proximity to an ancient elven teleporter. Teleportation is not beyond the means of many of our signifiers. They're more interested in the ring for tactical value of where it may connect, and from what I've heard, it's not many places of much value. The Order of the Nail has no interest in the Dwarven Kingdoms of the Five Kings Mountains, nor the heart of the Mwangi Expanse. And this Kintargo, now part of the Free Nation of Ravenel, is no longer within our domain either. If one of these ga gates leads to Katapesh, as you said, House Thrun would not look to cause an international incident any more than the Scarlet Triad may. It would be a curiosity, no less, and one that I imagine I could sway the Perilector is worth stationing a guard to protect but one that I am almost certain they would not seek direct control of themselves. If you want the ring protected, there are no soldiers, no guardsmen, throughout all of Avistan or Garund, who will stand truer or disciplined on the better defense of the Hell Knights of the Order of the Nail. To tell you the truth, I'm, I'm frankly very comfortable with the idea. Moreover, I, I also think it would be beneficial for us to have a standing force in... Uh, in the port. I, I got a, I got a, I got a question before you jump off. You want to defend, defend the breach, right? Do, do the citizens have any training at all to defend themselves, like any form of militia? <laughs> Nothing worth speaking about. Because the from the walk up here, it's kind of far, and if there was a sudden attack and they, they didn't care who they hit, if the villagers don't know, know how to defend themselves, a lot of them would die trying to re just retreat. Oh, they should come to the tunnel, Raz. How many people can fit in the tunnel? Well, the entire town, if it takes long enough. Yeah, it would but be how, literally single file. But how how big is how big is the tunnel? You've how been, long? You've been down it. Have, I don't remember it. It must have not been big of a tunnel. Where did we spend that? We just came from Kalvar. Is the tunnel? Yes. Yeah. Give me so. a lore warfare, Marshall. <clears throat> First die of chapter five, technically. Better be a twenty. 
27. That's a, it's a, it's a 20. 20 in there, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, you would definitely know at a 27 um, that things like this tunnel are not a meaningful recourse to evacuate any significant number of people. Um, yeah, managing a crowd, and Breach Hill's not a big town, but even the, like Breach Hill mm-hmm. into a single file tunnel in the cellar of a pub is not going to be functional. You guys, <laughs> it's going to be a bit of a tight squeeze, so I wouldn't recommend it. You guys, you guys told me you have a, a friend here named named Buddy, right? Yeah. Um, maybe maybe you can get him to just round up some volunteers just to have a train train militia. Just to defend, just in case. I don't think a militia in a small town, like especially when you made an enemy of the Scarlet Pride, which is very scary. They're very scary. I just look at this scary Hell Knight and go, they're very scary people. Scarier than you. They're not scarier than him, though. They're not. This only lends more validity to the idea of building uh, perhaps proper training grounds here within the Citadel itself. The central courtyard has plenty of spacious activity. Recruits could be trained and drilled there, as could my own Hell Knights if the Paralector deigns to send a guard of support. How big would the support guard be? That depends on what the paralector is after. Again, I can't guarantee I can get anything as I don't speak with them. But, but maybe typically if they were to send a detachment to secure the castle, I would imagine a dozen men and women. A dozen would be extremely useful. They could even train some of the militia if we needed them to. Yes, yes. No, this is very much the order of the nails area of expertise. It's 12. And do look at it from the inbush. This might not be tactically useful for an offensive purpose, but it is multiple gateways into the heart of a chelish lands. They would want to defend it. I'm not going to argue with their abilities to defend the place. That's not where my concerns lie. But if you all have faith that this power lector is going to keep his involvement here, limited to the 12-man garrison, uh, then... I, I will defer to your judgment, but Look. I don't trust them. However, I'm quite clearly biased. And Tyrannus yeah, puts up a hand. Well, I was Miss Rasheen. I know, of course, that my word for you is going to be no better than Lord Solomar's, as I too have pledged my life to the Order of the Nail. But there are many Hell Knight Orders. You are Galton, correct? Yes, so. Uh, and I imagine that your heritage could perhaps give you a skewed view of the Hell Knights as a whole. Uh, the Order of the Rack, I know, has had some disagreements with the Galton people throughout the years and those of Andrian as well. But The Galton people have had disagreements with the Galton people over the years. <laughs> the Order of the Nail is, aside from perhaps, the, well, of course now the Order of the Torrent, uh, one of the most far removed from direct Chelish control. Uh, we do not answer directly to House Throne. Uh, of course, they have some oversight, and would the Queen wish to intervene directly? I suppose she can, but it's something that has never happened before. Uh, the Order of the Nail does not enforce punishment or loyalty or piety. Uh, we simply seek to support civilization to settle lands and to protect them, to provide for those who cannot protect themselves. Hmm. I'm... As noble sentiments as any, I suppose. Holding a garrison 
this far removed from most of the society of Isker. And so beyond that, even perhaps training the good folk into a militia to defend themselves. This is exactly the code that I swore to when I joined the Order. This is what the Order of Zanel exists to do. Roshin, I know that you have as good a reason as any to not wish to give them your trust, but I have known... Hardly so much of a reason. I'm simply judging the book by its cover. But Gesture I don't... to the Hell Knight plate. But I don't think you should. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we were going to judge everybody here by their appearance, we probably wouldn't be working with many of them. I certainly don't mind being judged by what I'm wearing, but... Oh, I think most people judge you by how you smell. <laughs> I judge you. I'm going to be honest with you, Mr. Shane. I really judge you. Oh, you think that's a problem? What What do I look like? At, least, at least he has choices over how he a smells. little ex-murderer. And uh, something that turns up. <laughs> Indeed, I'd imagine that the only real discipline between your dwarven friend here and a recruit of the Order of the Nail themselves is a complete and utter lack of any semblance of discipline. Or education. He's what? Like, he's hygiene. Dumb. And he don't bathe. What height? How many? There are dwarves among the Order. There's not one that is limited exclusively to humankind. Huh. In fact, and you see a bit of a grin on Solomar's face. He would not believe the difficulty that I have had trying to get young Tyrannus here to pay attention to his studies instead of the elven women around some of the time. And Tyrannus kind of uh, <laughs> goes real red for a moment and like looks down at his feet. <laughs> so you might say Tyrannus is a little bit of a thing for an elf. I, I hardly think this is pertinent to the conversation, nor is it appropriate. Resume starts casting, but she has blood magic now, so it's not verbal. <laughs> it has no somatic components. We'd all just explode in a fireball. <laughs> are you casting? It's still clearly visible. You're casting. I know. You she starts like, going red. Um, calm down. The magic yeah, starts going just, out of control. That's the blood magic damage. <laughs> the blood magic damage. <laughs> Let's leave. I agree. I think I think it's a good idea. If you could put out a request for the garrison, that would be most appreciated. We'll contact the paralector to my earliest convenience. And um, uh, we would like upgrades made to create an adequate training facility. Wish uh, me to contract uh, Master Coldbrand again for you. Bring his sure. stone company back on board, see what it would need necessary. We'd also like more advanced laboratories built here uh, for alchemy, for magic. Uh, the ability to craft here would be very useful. Not unwise either. There's plenty of space in the castle that could be dedicated to workshops. Also, if, if you want, I can make a quick list of a few mercenary friends that might be in the area that might help assist you with anything you might need. I'll That's keep me. that in mind. And uh, immediately just nods and looks back over to her. Study, her library. Oh, yes. We're also going to need a, a library and some uh, living quarters, luxurious ones. A castle is far from a place to provide for luxuriated living. Yes, fact, but... The existence of the fortress is to protect the more luxurious quarters in the town itself. But I, I would like a boudoir. This... Castle does not even possess a central keep. I'm not. We could build one. An entire keep. Why not? I what do land? not think that there is a room for that. What? You'd have to redesign the entire place. 
Mm. Central we courtyard could be sacrificed, I suppose, but so too would be the uh, most obvious area for a training ground. All right, but could I? Could we at least have a little bit of a room? Oh, don't no. worry, we'll find you a closet someplace. An and... entire barony, yeah. and you want more. No, I just wanted a place for us to, you know, be able to sleep while we're here. He just kind of gestures at the barracks you're standing in. I mean, it's cuts right there. We have more than enough quartering to staff two dozen men and women here. And it's if, better... you, if you really want separate quarters, I have the guard home. We could go ahead and open it up in the courtyard. <laughs> That's true. That's and a great idea. I want a bed. I isn't, have one in my pocket. Isn't the guard home full of gold and well, platinum we'll, we'll put that someplace else. For the most part, yes, 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 yes. Treasure. He's scratching oh, some things man. down in his, on his uh, clipboard here. All right, well... I suppose I will head down into Breach Hill oh, here within the hour to contact Craig Colbland and his company. How much do you need? For what? For all the, the things that we want to do. I'll have to speak with Stone Mason and see just what get he us estimates and what he believes will be uh, required and necessary, as well just as give the us time a frame. Give us a figure. We'll get you a budget. You can handle it, I'm I'll sure. I'll have it to you tomorrow. Excellent. Well, I meet you here, shall I find you in Breach Hill? Breach Hill, please. Breach Hill, please. Fair enough. Terminus, continue with your studies as you were. And he still just kind of staring at his feet here. Yes, let's hold him up. Speaking Elvish. Says <laughs> <laughs> very well then. I will prepare for a journey into town and see some amount of measurements around the castle. Uh, I will get some figures to present to Coldbrand for his stone masonry and provide you with the quote tomorrow morning. Setting up a contingency where if Tyrannus starts to kiss her, he gets outcast curse. <laughs> <laughs> Found it. Found a use for it. <laughs> oh boy. Ooh. I want to wait for this. She really did go to Magical Girl High School. <laughs> <laughs> I want to wait for everyone else to leave. I want to talk to Tyrannus one on one. Oh, oh I was going to do it, but all right, good. Lord, Diddy, so Lord Solomar is. I think. Gonna, Lord Solomar will then take his leave, and Tyrannus is kind of staying there. I'm going back to Breach Hill with Trishik. I used the tunnel. I know I'm going with you. <laughs> so you two, you two make your way to the tunnel. All three of us just kind of sit there and. And then we're leaving the three of you in the, the well, room with Tyrannus here. Um, um, Roshin will leave too, but um, I'm not taking the tunnel. I would actually like. I've had enough of tunnels. You would like to be on the surface. Yes. Roshin's going to take a nice walk into town Mr. by yourself. Mr. Mr. Tyrannus. Uh, yes. I got a question for you. Um, uh, of course, I suppose I can answer if I can. Do you speak Elvish? Uh, I do not know. <laughs> I oh no. I'm uh, fluent in Taldane, of course. I know a fair workable amount of Grundy as well as Harit. Um, uh, well, Fobin. here's the thing. Resume doesn't show it really well, but she's this whole trip has exhausted her mentally. She's had a really rough time, and she told me that this poem is a poem her mom used to mm. read to her when she was little and it brought her a lot of comfort and I don't know her as well as you do. I think you would be the best one to read it, but it's an Elvish. I've rewritten it a little bit to be, um, what's the word, phonetic. So you can just read it in Elvish to her, right? Uh, I, the chance you get. I suppose, phonetic. but uh, for, for Buenos what Dead. And with that, Marshall's Dude. like, you know what? I think I'm going to go up to the bar. Me llama. It's phonetic. It's phonetic. That's not what phonetic means. No, but it's funny. It's phonetic. I hate you. It, it, 
he can it's say the word. To, to bring her comfort from someone who hasn't been with her for the past, what, three weeks? Stuck in a hole with dwarves. Um, I and I don't really know pause, any... But uh, would, would, would one of her friends in town not be I don't know this? any of her friends in town. I'm kind of new here. You're the only real connection I know she has. For all I know, everyone in town hates her. Actually, uh, Raz, this this is a fantastic idea. Uh, yes, if I do her a good service, I will ask Nikita to read to her. No, 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 no. It has to be you. Well, of course, but I'll have mm. her explain this to me. No, this no, is no, no, a no. Perfect in. No, 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 no. I hate you. I mean, it has to be you. Just. We, we, it's, it's just that she is the, the only elf at hand, of course. Um, you don't, you, just, just, just. I hate you so much. Actually, read it to the Vita first. Yeah, 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 yeah. that works too. And then read it to the resume. Well, I need her to uh, perhaps ensure that I understand uh, the pronunciations and understand the meanings the of the elven things. tongue. That's not hard. I go ahead. Shut up. You're in a tunnel. (laughs) I I can help you understand it now. Um, No, it is. Elvish. uh, It is is okay, Raz. I I, I thank you for this. It is a a good idea to help your your friend here for sure. Uh, For very much for certain. Um, But. I'm having too much fun. Do you not wish to retire to Breacher? You've been gone apparently underground for some weeks. Well, yeah. I'm going that way now. Just keep that safe. Next time you see Redman, read it to her. You gotta promise me that. I will uh, do <laughs> what I can. I will My God. make no prom. I, I, I have this a habit of making no promises I cannot properly guarantee, but pain. I will do my best. That reminds me. All right. I'll see you later. I'm gonna go downstairs. You guys gonna be okay up. over there? <laughs> So I'm gonna go downstairs. I forgot. I have. I left something down in the poor world. Okay. So you go downstairs. So it's just Marshall. Nikita, sleeping dark. Just for the record. <laughs> upon upon this happening, Marshall's already like, you know what? Nope. I'm heading to the bar. I'm not dealing with this. Marshall's going home with the So Raz, you go downstairs. Marshall knows better. Back to the Elsa this ring? Yeah. Why okay. do you love uh, making me be in pain? <laughs> <laughs> Why you mean? I hate you. <laughs> well, if you haven't noticed from the recap, it's called, <laughs> my eyes look, are watering. Jesus. We have some NPC friends of the party. It's called character development. I'm sorry. You were I'm developing the characters. Aren't you guys glad that the axe is on this side of the table? <laughs> you go downstairs. Yes. Nikita, Zerk, and Sniggles are still down and all set his Not ring. Along with that curse. And she's kneeling down with some, uh, what almost looks to be a wound, somewhat spiraled series of gnarled uh, roots with some like grasses wound around them uh, to a central clear gemstone cut square in its center. And she's like pretty focused on it, but as you come down the stairs. What you got there? It looks interesting. Oh. But that's not that's not the point. Just So Um, how do you like pranks? Oh no. How do you like do I like pranks? Pranks? Jokes. Jokes. Having fun. Um, I 
suppose is is a good joke I enjoy as much as, as any others. I do you want me to help me pull one over on Resume and Mr. Tranis? I am sorry, pull one over? Yeah, have a prank. I I I am sorry. We 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 have barely met here. I <laughs> Oh sorry, sorry. I only sorry, sorry. Sorry. I understand some of of Taldin Tong and uh, well admittedly this this conversation is lowering my confidence a little bit. But start speaking in Elvish to her. Okay, is she this better? That. She can do that a lot better. She can, she can do Elvish. Elvish she's got. Sorry, my mistake. So, I want to embarrass Resme and Mr. Tyrannus. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I am at least a little bit curious, I must admit. So, I gave Mr. Tyrannus an Elvish love letter. A love letter written in Elvish. And I want him to read it to Resme. But I don't need him to know what he is reading. But he's going to come down and ask you to tell him what it says. Ah, okay. I see. I, I believe I see where this is going. What do you want me to tell him? Make something up. I told him that it was a story that her mother told her when she was a child, when she was having a hard time, you know, sleeping or having problems. Help comfort her. This Tyrannus, he does not have uh, any knowledge of the Elvish language, does he? Very, very surface level. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think I can make something of this. Yeah, I... Chicken. Yeah. Actually, Lufrance. totally would totally be into this. She's Absolutely. The one who, oh, yeah. She had us play matchmaker. You have your Gelinor and Renava. Yeah. Nikita is a million percent That's down true. for this. Oh, a million percent. Jesus. He doesn't even know. I don't even know. <laughs> he even know. Nikita is so on board with this right now. It's she's such a potster. That's true. It's a shame she's blind to the own, like, his own interest in her. Solid irony, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Cultural blindness, perhaps. But uh, I trusted oh. you then. She's really I've done my part. Out. I'm going to go to Breach Hill and go toward the city because I never actually had a moment to go look okay. around the town. If Tyrannus comes down and asks me for any help with his love letter, uh, I believe I can handle things from here. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> I can tell we're going to be really good friends. I'll come back later and ask you what all this is because it looks very, very interesting and I have a lot of... Just take my my backpack and just dump all the books out of it. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of books. I way to make a point. I had to pick them all up back, back up though. <laughs> <laughs> Was it worth it? Yes. You can see it in your eyes. Oh, Raz, it was. Yes. It is a shame we have not had more time to get to know each other. You seem uh, to have very enjoyable company. Oh, it's been very terrible in Kavlar. Have you been to Kavlar? Don't go to Kavlar. I don't recommend I have it. not heard of Kavlar. It's but I have a request of you as well, then. The Miss Resme has been through a lot since I have met her, and admittedly that was only uh, some moon cycles ago. Four? Maybe five? Five? Perhaps not even that many. She... You seem to have a joy in bringing happiness and bringing mirth to people. Don't lose that. And use that as you can to to help Resme. You have not seen a lot of the suffering that she bears. And many of her friends that she has now, well, I do not doubt their power, their capabilities are uh, dour sorts. Miss Roisin is a little depressing. And she smells so not terrible. As, not as bad as Mr. Marshall. <laughs> have you gotten close to him, like 20 feet away from him? Then this Roshin is somehow worse. Well, you get used to the smell of blood, I think. It smells like she is in the act 
uh, of killing a river boar, but constantly. <laughs> that, that, that's a fair point. And yet the water never washes it away. <laughs> it's very hard. Do you I sleep in the same room as her. Imagine that. Most of the human settlements, the inns I have been to, they have facilities for bathing. Is that not a thing this far north? Um, uh, it's, a th- it's, a th- it's a thing. It's just, I guess she has some sort of curse from Malami, I think it was. She- is this a uh, prank? No. No, 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 no. This is this is Maybe. bizarre. I mean, That's what it is. It's very bizarre. But we tried. Rosemary has tried everything. You should have seen the bottles of lavender scented stuff. Um, stuff I didn't even know existed. Stuff. All sorts of weird stuff. And just now you have blood and still with a hint of flower. Well, all of you went through that portal. And you were gone for some weeks, but you did all come back. Now, when Resme first came through Hunter's Gate, through the path of Catavis to us, she was the only one of that group to return. <sighs> well, no, there was a cowboy man. That must be Mr. Buddy. Buddy was his name. Yes, I remember him. Where has he been? I think he's Did they back have a falling out? Hill. Oh, no, from what... Resume told me his wife, who is way more stronger than he is, called him home and he couldn't say no. Oh, well, that is probably wise on his part. Yes. I don't blame him at all. I don't blame him either. But But Res, I uh, need to think a little bit to this uh, prank of yours. (laughs) But I promise you. Here's a poem. For inspiration. I promise you, you have come to the right place. I'm so screwed. I'll be back later. <laughs> Very much so. Best filler episode ever. <laughs> God, I was dying there for a minute. Oh my God. You guys are having a difficult moment there. Dude, you used I, to the elven tongue. Stop like, say. saying it. You can't just repeat it again. Man, <laughs> though. Stop incepting me. <laughs> and oh, I'll make my way to Breach But. Do you also use the tunnel? No. I want the sun. Mm-hmm. I was born in the desert. I was born under the sun. Two of you through the, tun- the tunnel could make your way back to Breach Hill relatively quickly. Roshin and Marshall, the overland path not too far behind. And uh, eventually Rez making his way through the forest, uh, arriving back at Breach Hill as well. The five of you finally back into the relative comfort of the city that one of you is from. <laughs> and that one of you... Kind of tangentially lives in now. I mean, I'm pretty comfortable anywhere. And one of you has been called to by fate. One of you came to visit your friend who immediately got held hostage. Raz is also here. <laughs> Raz is also here. I think it's kind of a good summary of the, the situation here in Rachel. But arriving back in town, it would be a pretty early in the afternoon as the group of you arrive. Uh, what is it? What would you do finally returning back home? Well, if I manage to catch up to Roisin, I imagine she's back? not hurrying. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, like I'm like, I mean, like, I'm kind of in a, I'm kind of in a hurry to catch up, and I like, just rat, rat waddle, rat strut. <laughs> then you would certainly be able. To, you didn't stay very long. You'd be able to catch up. It's like an hour walk. You could catch up with uh, Roisin and Marshall pretty easily. Well, Resume would have probably lost track of me about halfway down the tunnel. Because he's always thinking. No, because there's that little side alcove where my alchemical <laughs> drug lab is. <laughs> I forgot. Because I still have to work on those formulas that Your Resume alchemical requested. alchemical lab. Yeah. We don't need other words in there. 
but that's uh resume asked me to make some formulas for her so i still got to finish working on those okie dokie and uh res you catch up with rashina marshall here so what's the plan oh what's the plan for what back here in beach what are we doing well i mean the i imagine solomar is going to take care of most of that and get it running and rolling i've got some uh i actually have some thinking to do um did you need my help with anything no, I was just wanting to know if you wanted to walk around, around, walk around the town with me. I don't really know anything about the town. Well, I don't really know much myself, but oh. I've been in it longer than you have. I'll show you what I can. Oh, that's good. I mean, I'm about to hit the tavern and grab some drinks with some friends. No surprise. Enjoy yourself, Marshall. I'd, I'd join you, but I've got... Marshall, uh, pig's ear. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually have some... Uh, I, I've got some thinking to do. It's... Uh, a lot has happened. I understand. I, I Trust me. I mean, again, points to the armor that he refurbished from Scarlet. But it's not like Familicide is new for you. <laughs> it's not Bam. new for him? What? It's not new for you? You didn't listen to his... He, he told you the whole story. I Did mean, he? it had to kill me dad. See? Oh. Because, you He's... know, he was a monster and tried to kill me mom. See? Runs in the family. It does run in the family. Or runs in him. Eh. That's why I'm the only one left. Anyway. If I'd you... recommend not having children. Well... I don't think that's going to be a problem anyway, but hurts. anyway, if either of you need me, I'll be in the tavern grabbing a, a meal and a couple of drinks and seeing if I can run into some friends, you know, they're always there. <laughs> Very good, Marshall. I'll catch up with you. I. Oh, it's, it's just that I've been blaming Milani for my curse this entire time, but it, it seems like it might not actually be the case. What do you, what do you mean? Is my eye still yellow? Incredibly so. Goodness gracious. As yellow as the sun. It's something of a revelation. It seems that I might have simply blamed Milani for my curse, and she might not actually be the source of it. Which really puts in a whole different perspective on things. Really, how she's been putting up with me. Really, I must have been the most ungrateful acolyte she's ever had. I mean, I feel like a lot of gods have very ungrateful acolytes. Well, I suppose There's it makes me feel a bit better, but I just feel like I should be doing something a bit better for her. She's been standing by me this entire time. It hasn't been my, it hasn't been her curse at all. Oh, I don't, I don't know much about Milani worship, but maybe you could just start more worshiping her, permanently sending up prayers instead of occasionally sending up prayers when you need her help. I think perhaps, perhaps some works might be in order. Here, Raz, while you look around, keep an eye out for a good place to plant some rose bushes. Okay, that seems good. You know. I haven't been in Breach Hill very long, but I kind of like it here. It's quiet. I like Cypress Point. I miss Cypress Point. wonder how they're doing. Hopefully the village hasn't burned down. I imagine Valia's keeping it well in hand. <clears throat> I feel like just having Raz in Breach Hill raises the literacy rate. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, well, it categorically does because he is literate, so when he walks in, well, like, significantly the average raises goes the up. Rate. I mean, I think it's if you count it like per language. Yeah, he is write. language is Georg, basically. So <laughs> he walks in and he's 27 now. He is 20, fluent in 27 languages. And rat. Means he can and write rat. and read them too. So yeah, I mean, Breachel's only got like 200 people in it, if that. 
How big was Breach up? It's got to have more than 200. It's got to be more than 200. Pretty, it's pretty small. small. Let me see. How big was Breach up? I actually. I mean, if you count, if you most. count like the outlying farms and stuff like that, you're probably up near three or 400 people. Oh, it's 1300 actually. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that it's sounds that way. Small. That's, I don't remember how it's that's a pretty decent sized like, town. It's like Breach Hill has walls and yeah, no, it's roads. got walls. It's got like all these farms and like around. a lot it's, of buildings. It's self-sustaining. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 1300 people, so it's actually not like an incredibly small amount. So, um, I Cypress guess, points like 200 people. Yeah, Cypress points like 200 people. So I guess what, what Roshin is going to look for is she's actually going to, um, she knows Milani's, um, scripture really well. Like she's gone way out of her way to learn about it. Right. Uh, just like she's gone way out of her way to learn Haglore. Like she, she, she would like to know about things that are uh, like having an influence on her. So she's looking for a place to kind of start like a shrine in town and just take care of it and maybe some light proselytizing. Like just to talk about how to live your life according to Milani kind of thing. Well, um, within the walls of Breach Hill, there was actually not a ton of free space. Uh, that said, outside the walls of Breach Hill, there is nothing but free space. Um, it's free real estate. It's free real estate. <laughs> I mean, you could just buy a building. Yeah, I'm looking through town. Like, I, mean, I could just buy a building, like just, rip it down, bring in topsoil, plant, make a garden. No. Like, it's, I mean, that's what I, that is what I did. Around the wall itself, uh, and especially down near the southern, the, the southwestern entrance to the town, there is some space where the road just runs maybe a dozen feet away from the wall itself. Not enough for them to put any like buildings or anything meaningful, uh, but enough for you to fit a small shrine or something. I'd like uh, to do the that. The southern entrance of Breach Hill, the road actually loops around leaving a good, almost a 30 foot area that's almost becoming a, a some, something of an easement. The, the grass there is tamped down and a more yellow than green. Mm. That's kind of a forgotten little area, but that, it's one by that, a, pass a doorway. Yeah, that, that would actually work really well because Roshin wants it in town. The point is to talk to people about right. this. Um, so that would be really good, actually. She'll, what, what, as we wander on the city, when she sees that area, she'll be like, "That'll work. That'll work right there." And um, if there's enough time in the day, I'll head back to try to actually purchase it from the town council. Mm. Solid. You know, my house burnt down in Cypress Point. I kind of miss teaching. I might build a school here. I wonder if they have any buildings for sale. It doesn't have to be big. It can be small. It can be big. If you're looking for buildings that already exist to purchase, I mean, there definitely is some real estate throughout Breach Hill that you could pick up for sure. Um, it's not exactly a booming town. There's not a ton. But pretty much anywhere throughout the city, you could find... Something, some moderately sized, uh, a couple of shops that once were that have ceased to be. Yeah. Um, one in particular, if you were looking for one that was big enough, that was actually on the western end of town, uh, just past quarters and bits across the bridge. Um, the main general store of the town is right on the, that intersection at the north side of the westernmost bridge. And there's an almost Y-shaped building a little bit north of that which is just kind of three wings that was once a shop of its own with the back wing being the home and uh, one wing being a uh, an area for repairs 
uh, upkeeping of farm tools, saddles, and horse tack and equipment like that, and the other end just being a more traditional shop. Uh, but the owner of that had moved on from Breach Hill some years ago, and no one had ever really picked it up after that. So that one actually would be wholly available. Machines. What do you think of this building? How much do you think it is? Think we have enough gold for it? Almost assuredly. Yeah? You mind lending me some money? I'll spot your ass, no problem. I don't have any money. She keeps all the money. Just pull out the gold home, <laughs> step inside. How so much yeah, you need? <laughs> when Rasheen goes to buy that plot of land for a shrine, I want to inquire about that building. Uh, meeting with Greta Gardenia, the new leader of the Breach Hill Town Council, now after the uh, events at the beginning of the previous chapter, your request for a plot of land that's not even really possible to develop near the southern gate would be one that she could answer... She's almost almost confused by the request, uh, but really she's just more than willing to sell it to you for a, a very easy bargain. She, it's not again, it's not developable. She knows everything you've done for the town so far, and again, Richo's continued peaceful existence is largely thanks to you and your, the, your friends. And she'll say that plot for like five gold. Done. I'll stay um, it on my personal. I like. I have. I have personal cash. Yeah. So now the building that was once the uh, attack repair shop is one that is a little more uh a little larger a little bit of a decent plot but again it's been abandoned for quite some time Brittle does not have a great amount of money uh with the building and the land around it it's 35 gold for that. it's it's easy to lose sight of how much freaking money you guys have like <laughs> contextualized really yeah pathfinder 2e is when you find well, standard when you find a dragon's horde, yeah, like because thirty-five gold is like that's a decent amount of money. That's, that's probably one of the bigger. That's one of the bigger buildings in Breach Hill, um, and you're buying the building and the land. And they're like yeah, thirty-five gold silver stands like three hundred and fifty silver basically. It's and that's still she's that's a decent deal for the group of you guys. She's, it's clear she's not looking to upcharge you, and that while she's setting this all up, processing this all through whatever small amount of bureaucracy Breach Hill has, she is helping as much as she can with this. These are very, very reasonable prices. Uh, Roshan will pay, pay it out of pocket for you. Yeah, I don't have any money. I'm poor. Wait, how do you not have any money? He doesn't keep me personal. Uh, oh, I yeah. have tons too. Yeah, yeah. Like we have personal, like, I think the last personal cash Roshan actually got was when the Silver Council gave us the reward. I gave that to the pool. Because they, they handed Raz the 200 gold and he was You're like, like, I wasn't there for this. <laughs> I got rescued. Here. <laughs> I gave mine to Valia. So. I put oh. mine in a pocket, and I've held on to it this entire time. Well, now it's time. And with a uh, a quick hour of some simple, uh, quite streamlined paper uh, paperwork and dealings with uh, Miss Gardania herself in Breach Hill's town center, you have a small plot of land at the Southern Gate, and you have a uh, three-winged building, which, while largely gutted of furniture, is pretty much available to be whatever you want it to be, really. This is exciting. It can be a home and a schoolhouse and anything I want it to be. Thank you. Enjoy, Traz. I'm going to go check it out. Tell Resme that's where I am. There and are now four speaking of, where is Resme? She's your rat skittering. Um, <laughs> with a hat on. Resme went for a walk. Um, In the tunnel. No, she well, got out of the tunnel. Um, and... She thought about going home and then she realized that there's nothing there for her and she's not even really sure why she would. 
like it doesn't feel right to her anymore. It feels like the home of the person that she used to be. And she almost feels like she doesn't belong in that space anymore. And it feels weird to her. Well, uh, you have the, the tree, of course. That's... Yeah, and that's exactly where she's going to go. Like, she's going to go right into her... in front of your house? It is, but she doesn't want to go inside. Oh, okay. So I, I see what you mean. So you're like outside your house by... Uh... Callum? Callan. Yeah, Callan. Something that's been a while since that came oh, around. So it, it took me a second to figure out who you were talking about, but then I realized. Yeah, Cal, the, who, well, the guy who was a tree now. Uh, Callan, yeah. Um, and she'll kind of go sit in her garden, and she'll kind of just think about what she wants. Because, like, she's just sort of been off doing this and it's kind of made her lose sight of like like who she is and what she was doing before all of this like really happened now this uh your garden outside breach hill even without you tending to it for a few weeks uh hanthorlands of iskir are temperate and while they're in the foothills of the five kings mountains they're not high up enough for uh, growth to be much of a problem. Uh, it's obviously a bit overgrown uh, and just due to the very, very much fertile soil around where Breach Hill has been cultivating the lands for generation, a few generations. Uh, the weeds have started to almost reclaim much of the things around the tree here. Uh, She'll but, start cleaning it up. But the tree itself is uh, it's the middle of summer it's taking to the surroundings uh, spectacularly it has grown out a massive head of leaves to spread its arms almost obscuring the view of your house from breach hill or breach hill from your house uh, it is filled out and taken to the land as well as anything else and even as those plants that are you've cultivated around it are kind of fighting for space with the random clovers and dandelions at this point. Uh, nothing appears to be growing up overtaking the roots or the trunk of the tree. Um, she'll think about it uh, for a little while. Um, and she'll actually, uh, She'll go off into the woods and she'll start making druidic runic symbols signaling that she wouldn't mind somebody stopping by that she has news. Okay. Some kind of a signal, perhaps, to, uh, if not yours, uh, Callan's, or what would have been, is, uh, what is, what is it? It's not like a Land. Well, she order, was she like was order, leaf yeah, order. order. Like she grew up in it, even though it wasn't really her magic. She was still raised in it. She knows the language. She knows the culture. They were her friends. She just she's reaching out for something that's familiar to her and trying to see if it fits her anymore. And as you're working here, your house isn't. How close is your house anywhere near any of the roads? Yeah, that come from Beach Hill. It's not like it's far off the path. No, not at all. Um, you would see 
uh, another figure from Breach Hill. Uh, you hear the voice first. Resume. And you would turn to see the tall elven figure of Talent Lara, who runs the uh, the Church of Shellen down in Breach Hill. And uh, her, one of the few elves in the city, uh, her incredibly bright blue eyes almost looking like reflections of the sky as the afternoon comes here. And she's got her uh, her blonde hair pulled back under a kind of a fine beaded net on the top of her head. And a bright, colorful uh, purple gown going down just a bit below her knees as she walks, uh, coming up. Not, she's not walking along the road, but sort of t- through the trees up here. What are you doing this far out? <sighs> Sending up smoke signals. This is a... Uh, I uh, apologize. I, I'm not trying to impose or uh, interfere in anything, am I? Of course not. Uh, here, uh, I'll keep you company on your walk. I like to take in the trees, the songs of the birds, uh, the art that Shellen graces us on the face of the world out here. First time I've met anyone <laughs> out in uh, as far from the main road in town. I used to take walks out here all the time, but I'm afraid I haven't been around much lately. Strange perhaps our past never crossed before, then. Oh, you're more than welcome to join me if you wish. Thanks. I haven't seen anything from uh, from you around town in some weeks. I Last I heard, you had brought a bunch of new friends. You had the, uh, he was... Yusoki, I think was the word. Uh, yes. And you had your dwarven friend and that strange cleric, the Melanian cleric. And you uh, all, all but disappeared. Yeah, we um, we went to Cobbler in the Five Kings Mountains. I won't claim to have heard of it, but... I say this with the utmost intent not to really pry. I'm not asking for you to uh, indulge any further than you desire, but there's been an incredible amount of stories of what you and the heroes of Breach Hill have been up to since you arrived here. I hear you had a hand in uh, Miss Gardania taking the lead of the town council. Yes, I'm afraid my life has become something of a mess. Well, more one hand must sacrifice, it is gifted. Breachell has been outright prosperous these last few weeks. Uh, Miss Gardania, I don't know if she's simply thoroughly more competent than Mr. Bowden was, but... It helps when you're not stealing. And just less corrupt. I don't know much of the inner workings of the Counts or anything. I never really bothered to pry much. Uh, Largely kept to uh, what congregations Shallon has graced me with. And, well, these simple walks, but everything seems to work a lot more smoothly. I'm glad. You've... You've made a really big difference for a lot of people here. Uh, Even if it's something you're not actively aware of or even you're there for so much. Seems a shame that you don't really get to reap the rewards. I'm 
I don't want to tell you everything. Not because I don't trust you, more because I don't want to scare you. No, no, I'm... I'm, I'm not pry, attempting to pry here at all. I guess I'm... What I mean to say is, I'm doing it to protect you all. You don't know it, but... Breachill's been in a lot of danger lately, and we've been going out of our way to make sure it doesn't touch you. He kind of thinks for a moment. Now looks back through the trees towards the uh, the wall of the town. Not terribly far away. It'd be visible, I'm sure, none of you were that far out from here. I don't know why anyone would wish I'm on Breacho. I guess the town doesn't bother anybody. We barely even have trade. Breach Hill. Truth be told, I've only really seen that one merchant, the uh, the sword guy. <laughs> Sal? Sal, that was it. Sal Sartad. Sal Sartad, sword importer. He's the only, one of the only traveling merchants I've even seen come through back in recent memory. We just keep to ourselves. Why would anyone bother that? Because, because of what what's up at the castle. On Hell Knight Hill, you mean? Yes. Well, Resume, uh, admittedly, a personal failing, perhaps, and she kind of looks down at your, your, your necklace. I don't know much of the teasing, teachings of Alcita or anything beyond her most basic of paradigms, but I do know of Shailen, and I guess I've come to view most things through that lens. Uh, every stroke of the brush adds to the design and even those who feel at first a mistake sometimes come around to add to something greater uh, many of the greatest works of art that men or gods have ever really produced the first few strokes to add a new face or a building or the sky it's like a damn right mess but it all comes together in the end I don't disbelieve that. It's just that, you know, you think about the things that happen and good things happen and, and things change and you don't think about who's paying the price for them. But there's always a price. And I just, I never really thought about it before, probably because I was never the one paying, mm. but I've paid quite a bit now, and it was worth it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not the same person that I was when I left Breach Hill. When I was here, I, I don't feel at home in my house. I don't recognize myself in any way anymore. I don't mm. even know who to replace it with. Well, if you're at a loss or struggling to find yourself, I, I don't know how much of a help or guide I, of course, can really be. I know nothing of everything you've been through, but you're always welcome and show and smile. Thank you. I'd be happy to have you. That is a comfort. Um, your temple... Does it need anything? There isn't much we want for these days. It's a beautiful building. It's inside now. 
well, near wall to wall with wonderful art. It's exactly as I'd want it. And exactly as the goddess would will it. I imagine the peacock themselves could make a more beautiful work. But thank you for your concerns. I do appreciate it. It's... It seems like you have an incredible amount weighing on your mind, and yet still, some of your first thoughts are how you can help others. I think That's how you've always been. I think I do it because I don't want to think about anything else. You do it because you don't know how to help yourself, Resmay. You can't always be looking out for everyone else. Sometimes you just have to take care of you. You know what? You're right. I do. You are absolutely 100% right. You know what? I gotta go. I gotta go, but you've been a really, really good friend. And um, if you uh, um, wanna build like a new wing or like a garden or something, or you want me to come help plant or, or do any of that, I'd be happy to volunteer. Shaylin, Shaylin's wonderful. That she is. Well, I'm... Glad my advice could help in whatever small way. Yeah, it really did, actually. Huh. And she'll start heading back oh, into town. Best of luck! Going straight to the pub to get wasted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you That's think Resme's gonna do anything that simple? You crazy kid. She's gonna get everyone wasted. You know what we should do probably is take a break, because I don't know where this is going, but I'm... I feel like I need to mentally prepare myself <laughs> for whatever hell I have just unleashed upon this table. Oh boy. Upon good, this town. A good midpoint here. Everyone, a brief moment of respite and breach hill. Very much well needed after the work and the perils of Kavler. Getting to come back home and unwind for a bit is, is always great. I love the breach hill sessions. The breach hill sessions are a great time. Taxes. Not that one. You know, <laughs> you, know, you know that feeling you get when you get home after a long trip anywhere, like even on a vacation? That's what this feels like. Like in Raz's yeah. mind, like this is like everything's decompressed. There's now nothing can... more comfortable than being able to poop on your own toilet. Yes. That's not wrong. And sleep, <laughs> and, and sleep in your own bed. That is the most wonderful thing in the world. We'll be back in a couple of minutes, everybody. We play a drink, grab some snacks, but don't go too far. When we return. I probably continue. won't kill Tyrannus. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. A uh, couple of things, real quick, before we continue into the second half of today's adventures. First of all, I'm going to thank the Two Perception Show sponsors, starting, as always, with Paizo, both for making this adventure. Admittedly, we have not touched the adventure today, um, but they gave us all of the framework to put it here, and, of course, they're having us on their channel, which is great. We have Sirenscape, nice little background town noise that we have going on here. I really underestimated how much soundboards would add into our adventures before I had them. Like, I was not even... I'd never considered this was a thing, before I found Sirenscape, it's such a huge immersion dis uh, difference. I literally had to get speakers, because I didn't care about you guys hearing the music. Once I got Sirenscape, I had to get speakers so you guys could physically at least hear 
new sound sets and everything. And Norse Foundry, our guys. I'm neglecting you today. I'm sorry because we're not really rolling anything because the we're kind of just being the dinguses I, for a day. I rolled it happens. something. You rolled a die. We have rolled yeah, yeah, yeah. a d20 today. Gonna, I am going I to roll some more. A couple. There will be a couple that I have to roll. There will be some dice. Every now and then you get the intervening day. But also, uh, really briefly, just a minor on, on my end today. Usually I have a pretty big focus on like how different NPCs, like their statures and their mannerisms, but I'm just gonna be straight up with you. I really tweaked my back yesterday somehow, so I'm not really moving from this position a whole lot today, and I'm sorry. My NPCs are less animated than they usually are. You're not crazy. My back hurts so bad. Squid is so old and busted. I'm apparently, uh, I have discovered that I'm like 90 years old today. <laughs> Because I didn't even do anything, man. I just woke up this morning and I'm like, oh. That's all it takes, dude, is you just this. sleep in the wrong position. This like, is about by where my centimeter. head goes. Like, I can't put my head all the way up where it starts to just be extremely painful. Can I suggest a $1,000 mattress? I have a super fancy mattress. Not fancy like mine is. I have like a fat Tamperpedic hybrid mattress. There are two this things in my house that I have invested like four digits of money into oh there's three now because i have it actually got finally got a nice couch it's my computer and my mattress the two th if i'm not using one i'm using the other <laughs> i mean fair so that's where all my money went the two things you have are a long-term relationship with yes <laughs> <laughs> but i guess i'm just old now because I, I guess i slept wrong and i can't even put my head all the way up so i can't like sit all the way up straight like i would normally do for yep. the hell knights who are like super you professional sitting upright. up straight that's I always do when I'm a hell knight. That's why he it's super does, noticeable. You don't, you don't see him do this? But I can't no. really do it today because it like hurts my back like crazy. So I apologize. It's okay. We brought some muscle bomb and Nick later is going to, he's going to put it on your back and there's going to be a different episode about that. What? It's going to be fun. That'll be what? the Patreon exclusives. <laughs> Squid, you had an OnlyFans? But oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. As, as we had left off here. We've covered what most of the team has been doing as they've returned back to Breach Hill victorious from the town of Cobbler Trashik. You kind of peeled <laughs> off in the tunnel there. What are you up to, my dude? I am using the inventor feet. I am creating stuff. Oh, no. That is what inventor <laughs> yeah. feet does, yes. No, I've, uh, basically, the culmination of the week since we, don't see we, uh, we dealt with the dragon, I've been working on a couple of formulas that were requested of me for, from Resume. And this is basically the culmination of that work as I finish the two formulas, one on this day and one on the next day. Okay. Um, do you want to, because you've been working on these, it's been, it's been a week since, since Strymalera fell. I would say one of them, just, just roll me a crafting check here for your invention, because we have rolled literally 1d20 today. Well, that is a 14. Um, and... What does that give you total crafting? Like, I, I don't know what you're trying to, to make, but um, this would be it was ghost arrow and something else, uh, and obfuscation oil. It's 15th level, right? 15th level, yeah. 
And 13th level and 15th level. Master, yeah. right? Ghost Arrow is 15th. And obfuscation. I think they're both 15. Obfuscation, obfuscation is the, definitely 15. I don't know what Ghost Arrow Ghost is. Ghost Arrow is either 13 or 14. Point is, either what is way. your crafting result, good sir? Uh, that is going to be... I'm pretty sure you succeed. A 35. Yeah, you uh, just barely, actually. Uh, these do seem like they are kind of... Because you, know you know it's level DC, so you know it's yeah. going to be a DC 34 for that. Um, it's wrapping it up here in Breachill. Were it not for being back at your home lab and everything you're more familiar with, you might not have been able to uh, make this all work in the end. That's why I waited to finalize everything till I got home and could be comfy. But you would have uh, these two formulas to be able to finish off. Just imagine Trishik in a tub of water, just, just doing alchemical stuff well, no, from I'm a tub in of water. tail just kind of cool flicking behind tunnel. him. I don't have to worry about that. And I have fancy goggles of, of night all day. So I don't have to keep the torches lit, meaning my little secret alcove can stay hidden. It's very cozy. That is very cozy. It's like a mattress fort. It's like if we ever had to evacuate the town down the tunnel, just like everyone would walk right past the alcove and not notice it. You it's only notice it when laboratory. you're coming down, because if you're going up, the tunnel comes back over like that, so you don't see it. Now, Things are always what they seem in this place. To save the show and all of you watching here a bunch, uh, like an inventory management slash shopping episode as we usually do, um, we have handled most of that in between sessions via the magical spreadsheet powers of the gentleman who makes all of the magical spreadsheets. Party Bob. So <laughs> they have, with their uh, time left in Cobbler, certainly put some money into some useful things. I'm not going to bother. We're not going to like bother going around the table and covering all of the things that we bought and whatnot. But if it, it, at a point here in the future, someone pulls something out of a bag and they're like, where'd that come from? They probably bought it in Cobbler if it's like a 12th level or lower item. Uh, and But these, being 15th level that you're inventing with your feats, obviously, or something that are a little more worthy of yeah, a Literally, I, I'm creating the formula for these. You are inventing a ghost arrow. Because I cannot You're inventing the, the concept of a ghost mm -hmm. arrow. You put a little bit of salt and pepper on an arrow, and there you go. It goes through walls. <laughs> it just works. That's how magic works. You did get a 35 on the crafting check, so I guess that's how it works. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I made the recipe. This is what the recipe says. It works, so it works. It's what the it book says, says in the book, so. right here. Spicy. <laughs> Delicious. It, it says it right there. It says. <laughs> but, Marshall, as you made your way back to town, hurrying to the Pig's Ear Tavern to drink, because that's the thing that Marshall does. Yep. Uh, and you would get into the tavern here, you would see that the Pig's Ear is doing pretty good these days. It is the middle of summer, and, and even in the East Gary foothills here, it gets pretty warm. So, the, the business is pretty good throughout I'm, the early afternoon here from uh, any of the various farmers or laborers that just want to get a drink on in the middle of the day before they go back to continue. Honestly, this is considered comfortable after being in the lair of a lava dragon, so... Oh, yeah, uh, the heat has... <laughs> I mean, the heat has gone down dramatically for you, but most of the rest of Breach Hill did not fight a lava dragon, so... <laughs> I'm glad. They it's did? just summer and it's hot. Yeah. So. Nerds. We fight lava dragons every day. Tuh. It's going to work. <laughs> So, you guys would have died a long time ago if you're fighting lava dragons every day. The first only, day, in fact. Yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> you only get so many various attempts on that before the dice just go to not in your favor and mm. you all die horribly because it was Oof. maybe a turn or two from the tides turning and that strive. It was mostly just me rolling on 18 on my fortitude. But uh, when you would get in there. Uh, later on in, in the afternoon, maybe an hour after you arrived, an hour into the great martial drinking experience, 
Several you, kegs later. Several kegs. Several kegs later. It's, it's Marshall. Seemingly completely unaffected. I mean, to be fair, it's not my fault that the Pathfinder system gave stats to alcohol. That means that with your like what twenty eight to fortitude, twenty nine, twenty nine to you fortitude, you can choose to willingly fail a save. True. You can, but plus, with your twenty nine to fortitude, you can juggernaut. literally just drink <laughs> beer forever. You can just drink. Like rubbing alcohol <laughs> forever yep. and suffer no negative effects yep. because you will never fail that save. And that's what heroes do. Because <laughs> that's what heroes do. Did you know that alcohol is treated as a poison and a drug, and if you consume too much of it, you go unconscious, and then if you somehow keep consuming it, you die. <laughs> Did you know that alcohol is in fact both a poison and a drug, and that's what happens in <laughs> it real just life? Seems those yeah. things, those things are all game, accurate. That's game, just that's how it works. Mechanics of it. If but, someone keeps, but it's you like alcohol, a DC twelve fortitude save. I actually have he can formula. roll a one can tell you the and, and still critically succeed because juggernaut. <laughs> He would critically succeed, so he would succeed because it was a natural one, so he would critically succeed because of Juggernaut. <laughs> it is DC 1242. Yeah, he can't not critically succeed. This is the beard save. Remember, kids. I'm beer didn't need stats. Because remember, kids, I'm a little bit uh, sturdier than the average the dwarf. only <laughs> thing stopping him from consuming beer is how much his own body can It's the hold. actual stomach capacity yeah. is the problem. Which we all have witnessed many times but as infinite. drinking <laughs> away here, you would uh, hear a voice calling your number from the doorway. Uh, Marshall! Oh! And you turn around to see a gnome. Pretty rare sight in Breezeville. There are not a whole lot of gnomes that uh, live here normally. Not that gnomes typically are want to live any one place for a terribly long amount of time. And this one certainly doesn't look like he lives here or anywhere <laughs> in a building. He <laughs> kind of spattered with dirt and mud and a massive gray beard obscuring almost the entirety of his body hanging down below his knees. Uh... He looks like a caveman <laughs> that got lost and wandered into civilization. But you know him. Bert! Ah, oh, how you doing, buddy? And uh, he just kind of pops and puts his hands up. And uh, his beard sort of parts. And you see the face of a little squirrel. Oh, Ratatasker, he's still Focus. alive. Uh, 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 of course. He's not going to go anywhere. I'm oh. looking all over for you, Marshall. Oh, my goodness. I run to him. I pick him up and give him a good old Marshall hug without <laughs> trying to kill him. Well, you hug him and the squirrel runs out of his beard around on the back of his shoulders so it doesn't get crushed in here. <laughs> and I say, hey, gonna, well, yeah. And he just kind of like, I guess he'd just be like patting on your chest. His arms yeah. don't even go around you. You're massive. Just kind of patting <laughs> on the side of your chest there. I carefully put him back down. Oh, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Oh, man. I, I've been looking for you for at least like three hours. Only three hours. Yeah, I asked. Uh, I, I, I asked Craig, and he'd come here to talk to him. Uh, they told me back. Uh, they, they, they sent me, and I came up here, and I found his his place, and looking, and, and then we talked. And when I asked him, and he sent me this, and I came here, and I found you. It must have taken like three, four hours. Oh, well, that's interesting. Well, you can't fall drink. He just kind of looks up at the counter. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Your usual cider. Yeah, we go, my boy, and I... Give me at least two. This has been a long day. This thing forever. It's so hot out here. On me, my friend. <laughs> Just set him down. 
And he, he like, his head, the counters it like his chin. <laughs> sitting up on the stool here, and he's got his hands kind of up on the side, still sitting. And you see the squirrel just sort of peek its head up here at the oh, bottom. I almost forgot. What goes in his bag gets like a tiny, like, thimble looking thing, pours a little in for, for Rat Tasker. There you go! Out the other side and grabs it and just pulls it back into the beard. So, what? What have you been doing? Why did you come out here? This is somewhere I would live. Well, uh, that's interesting you would mention that. So, um, I don't know if you know, but I picked up a contract with uh, the Heroes of Breach Hill. Uh, they're not with me right now, but uh, we've been going around uh, most of the of the countryside and uh, getting rid of the uh, Scarlet Triad. You heard of them? How do you, how do you contract with heroes? It's, Is that what heroes do? It's, it's, hold up. Digs in his beard to pull it. This thing! Is that just a mercenary? I mean, <laughs> I mean, yes, but, you know, it's got its purse. I mean, look at the new armor and look at this really neat gunhead that I carved. Is that, is that adamantine? Yes, sir. You got an entire breastplate made out of adamantine? I don't even think that, that that much adamantine existed in the whole world. I had to kill my cousin for it, but you know. Oh, well, that's kind of, I guess, just like toil day for you. Yeah. <laughs> for me, it was toil day. <laughs> It's not terribly surprising, I suppose. But, okay, but none of this answers the question of why. Come all the way up here. Well, oh, your, your cousin was here? No, 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 no. She was uh, in Kavala and, and by Five Kings Mountains. She was, she was back in the... She was back in Kavala. Why are you here? Well, you came from there. Well, well not from Kavala, but... Okay, long story short, we found these... We have these access to these keys, which open these portals, which basically teleports us all around the place. And one of them happened to be in Kavala, and we had to stop the Scarlet Triad in that area. I killed me cousin, got the key from there. Then we killed a magma dragon. Oh, and let me tell you, that was, oh, that was quite a bit of a boner. I mean, literally, I still got the boat box. And how much have you drank today? Uh, three kegs. Huh. I mean, okay. I decided to go light today. He's <laughs> over the counter and like reaches up to grab this little cider off the thing. I kind of just pulls it down below the counter so he can actually drink it. I'm not going to pretend to understand any of that, but... Well, I know one thing you can understand. After we have, uh, filling drinks, you want to <laughs> go in the woods and wrestle like old times? Well, obviously. What else are we going to do? I'm, I'm pretty sure you got some new interesting, uh, animal shapes that you want to show off for me later. You want to fight a dinosaur? <gasps> I am totally down with a dinosaur. I figured out how to do a dinosaur. Oh, let's like do a, it. Not, not like one of those little claw hand raptor things. I'm talking like a big dinosaur with like the plates on its spine. Oh, I'm totally, oh, I'm excited for this. Slams his drink down. You know what? Let's do it right now. Let's go right now. Yeah, let's go. All right. <laughs> so we walk and outside. This, this little girl pops down <laughs> off the stool. Very excited to follow Marshall out in the woods so they could beat the crap out of each All other. Right. Take and, a look uh, around real quick. <laughs> All right. I think this seems good. Starts taking, he puts his axe down, takes off the top part of his armor to be fair. I'm like, All right, old school as always. <laughs> And he turned <sighs> into a freaking dinosaur. <laughs> oh, you can get just as big as one. Oh, I also picked up a few new tricks. <laughs> Turn into Mega Marshall. Let's go. Kaiju battle in the woods. So while you guys are <laughs> kaiju <laughs> battling in the Am woods. Am I going to feel that in the tunnel? Yes. Trusik is working to invent uh, new reagents, and you two are getting into your brand new buildings. Resme is off to whatever idea she has. Is that something that could be fulfilled tonight, or... I have no idea what you're after, and I'm concerned. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, see, here's the thing. <laughs> Don't like is this, this intro. Gonna, is this going to require my assistance? Maybe later. 
<laughs> to dispose of the body. What is Resme doing? All right. So Resme's really angry right now. And she's really upset and she's really emotional. And there's only one thing that can take her mind off of all of those things, and that's Man and Piak. <laughs> oh no. You can make it. I believe in you. <laughs> Man and Piak, you say? <laughs> <laughs> well, as you return, Piokian fancy magics does not appear to have deleted itself from this reality yet, and it is still there, um, where Vaz's shop used to be. Now the question is, has he somehow gotten younger through his shenanigans? Or yet or even older. You walk inside. <laughs> He's alive. Please let him be my age and be really handsome. <laughs> He's a mummy. Please let him be my age and be really handsome. As you enter Paokian Fancy Magics, the interior of this incredibly cluttered mage's store, racks filled with scrolls and esoteric oddments, shelves placed bare, uh, barely with enough space between them for you to walk by, staves literally just kind of piled up in a barrel sticking out of the top. It's very close quarters in here. You don't immediately see Madame Piak, but you can hear something bubbling in the back. Uh, Mr. Piak. And, uh, you hear a voice from, oh, uh, what, one, one moment. Let me finish. Mm, it'll probably be fine. Are you half and brewing? <laughs> How does that even work? When you see the brim of the great gray wizard hat come around the corner before she does, this very old woman this kind of sagging down to either side, tottering around the uh, the corner. Oh, yes. Hello. Welcome back, Resme. You're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like um, I'm pretty sure you used you used you 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 used to be a guy. Not that I can recall. Was I? Yeah. You had, like, white hair. Hold on one moment. And uh, she heads uh, back into the back again. And uh, Resume's comes, just sitting there with her mouth hanging comes open. Comes back out with a giant book with some of the pages uh, literally just, like, hanging out at some strange odd angles. And clearly another few that have been shoved in there as either markers or more notation. She puts it on the desk and opens it up a few times. I was experimenting with something, actually. And if you recall meeting me as a man before, it may finally have worked. I had, yes. Okay, so this is an interesting thing. Did you know that at the very fringes of reality, there still exist creatures who live on the border of existence itself? And I've always been curious as to how exactly they managed to do such a thing, how they can live such a feat. It's not a different plane or, or a dimension necessarily even. It's, it's the boundary of reality itself. I should really introduce you to Harold the Spider. You have, a, you have named your spider Harold? Well, he's from the Plateau of Lang. 
Oh, from Lang. Lang actually exists in a way tangentially, kind of close to what I, I, was, I was studying here. But no, I had an idea, perhaps. Uh, of course, there is no way to properly send anything living or otherwise to the edge of reality without it being obliterated utterly, uh, uh, simply removing itself uh, from the whole of existence and, uh, and unmaking all of its various histories. So but glad I, I came here. was attempting to find a way to interact with some of these various creatures. And I didn't think I'd been able to reach out with one, but if you remember me in a different reality, perhaps a different state, maybe it actually functioned. And this is a side effect. So you remember me as a man. I don't remember ever being a man. I lived a long and very full life as a woman. Really? Were you ever married? Um, not as such necessarily, no. But oh. I will tell you, that my time back in the academy was a wild one. I want to hear more about that. Um, do you? <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, Miss Miss Resme, I imagine there was something here that you were interested in. Yeah. Um. Just out of curiosity, did you have any books that were like missing parts of pages or like incomplete? What would be the purpose of a book that was incomplete? They, well, may, they would still be writing it. Well, what I mean to they say... They don't usually release it until it's, they're done all of the way. What I mean to say is like older books where you have most of the pages, but there's some pages missing. That, that along the vein of my research into peyote and half-casting, perhaps there is a similar... This is an interesting idea, Miss Resme. If we were to create a compendium of half-knowledge of a variety of different things, and then perhaps interact with versions of this that exist in parallel and different tangential realities, their information slightly different than ours might actually lead to a full... Womanin, Piak. Mana, Piak? Womanin, because you're a woman now. You were manin, Piak. My name is Mana, Piak. It always has been. Womanin. Woman, Piak? No. I get it, but... Man, man, mana? Mana, Piak? Mana, Piak. Okay. If you half understand knowledge, the possibilities are infinite. It's like the Willy Wonka books. Okay. Welcome. Okay. Welcome. Welcome to Raz. You already have that. From these half-filled tomes... Across different realities where they have been created and cross-referenced the group of them, we may be able to attain information beyond the original scope of the various treatises. Well, that was kind of this what I had in mind. This is worth I believe. I know. I will get to work immediately. I will compile a half measure of Paokian fancy magic into the act, uh, I, I suppose we can start with the act of parallel, uh, interacting with parallel universes. As it's kind of re relevant to the Can I take the a look here. at some of your books? Oh, of course. Uh, feel free. Only half of them. I'm going to take start <laughs> looking through the books. Are there any that actually are, like, missing pages or that are, like, old and kind of falling apart a little? Most of the books that Man of Piak would have, you have no <laughs> idea why they're even here. I am excited about she that. She has got everything from, like, the developmental history and modernization of Tortellini to... The snake? It, it's missing a page from when Raz visited. Uh, to treatises on the ecological consequences of the casting of Fireball, which you would think would be obvious. <laughs> I should Don't go buy that for one of the Echigi and give it to them. The two naval warfare uh, tactics 
of the landlocked Numerian people. <laughs> like, it, it's like... Like, you feel yourself losing brain cells looking through a lot of the, the, the various they books. They might not be landlocked in a different reality. <laughs> well, why is now you think of a portal. <laughs> <laughs> but why is it titled Landlocked? Space. The final frontier. <laughs> um, oh, God. A study of the constellation... As a study of constellations through an empirical lens... Semicolon. How many stars can there really be? <laughs> uh, don't suppose you have anything in here on uh, the Great Promise or the Hawk or anything like that? Um, uh, if you're looking for information about the Hawk, that would be something. That's a, a deity, correct? That has not existed in uh, at least in this reality. He doesn't exist anymore in this reality, does he? Uh, he's around. Let me look. And uh, she immediately like puts down. That would be down... cause to immediately leave that reality. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, he, does, is... he doesn't leave. Wait, he doesn't exist in this reality. We're set, man. Scarlet doesn't know what they're doing. And she goes and starts looking uh, through a couple of things, and she pulls out. Uh, she has a section of some religious texts. And she pulls out a book that is very simple uh, and written as much in kind of roughly sketched diagrams and images, uh, more as much as it is language. Several of the pages are actually like charcoal rub rubbings of carvings from something. Uh, and she flips through it. This, uh, this seems to be about the most that I have about anything about it to hawk. Okay, so he does. Okay, no, this is the reality where he's banished. This is the one. It's not quite as good as the reality where he doesn't exist, but it's definitely better than the reality where he incinerated most of the world. And <laughs> she hands it to you. That's a very fair point. Um. Right. No, it wasn't the world. He actually ate most of the plane, I believe. The material plane hardly existed in that reality. Uh, I had to go to the brass city in the plane of fire to even learn about that. It's very hot there, actually. Um, but they have a great service with air conditioning for travelers. <laughs> Did you know that they actually have an escort service there uh, where... What are they? They were Nyads? No, they were Myars? No, that was from a different story. They were elementals of some variety throughout the brass city who, who actually rented out their services uh, to keep you cool, to were follow you, you around. Oh, I thought you meant being frisky. No, they were... There were escort services with yes. these these water elementals. Oh, oh, you mean actually escorting you from place to place? Well, of course. What else could I mean? Never mind. Ah, uh, so do you know about? Let me take a look through this. I'm gonna buy it. How much? Um, that one? Uh, no, it's relatively worthless. Maybe like six silver pieces, perhaps. I found sure. a use for it. Um. Anything else about anything to do with dragons or or anything like that? Well, there are a great many things to do with dragons. What exactly are you looking for? There is the Scourge of Droskar's Crag, the Red Dragon of the Five Kings Mountain. What about there is the... Um, the, the Dragon Plague? The, the What's that thing Raz is always talking about? I actually have... Oh, oh the Dragon Plague of the Plagues of Taldor. Um, when they were... That was, yes, that was around the progeny of the chromatic dragons. Yeah. Um, I had Do you have anything on that? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I have a treatise. Um, she thinks for a second. 
I'll just start, start spouting off things that Raz has been talking about to see if Manon has any <laughs> books about them. Dragon plague, orbs of dragon kind, yes. et cetera, et cetera. Three, 3662 they are. Um, she pulls off the shelf. Did I get this one here? Or did this one come with me? Wait a minute. No, it should be fine. Um, this one was actually written by a, oh, what year is it here in this? It's 4720. Ooh, this is written in 4733. I don't know if I I'll can grab it. this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as you kind of take it out of a her- A sports almanac, you say. <laughs> <laughs> as you kind of take it out of her hands there, you can see that this is uh, a, a more full and complete exploration of the Dragon Plagues of Taldor by Rez. <laughs> Culminations of his research. Tuck that away. Published uh, 13 years in the future. <laughs> I'll give her 10 gold for it. Oh, well, uh, be, be, be careful with that one. Uh, to my experimentation with peyoki and magic, uh, sometimes there are negative consequences to interacting with uh, the adjacent timelines, especially ones that are more advanced than your It's your okay. I'm station. not actually going to read it. I'm just going to feel really good about the fact that I have it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> We've created a paradox. <laughs> and it, just like that, the time police are on their way. Is this a prank? <laughs> um, but anything else about the dragon orbs? Um... Well, to my understanding, there's not a great history. There were several of them that were attuned to the various types of chromatic dragons. Some of them were absolute failures, of course, and uh, just backfired, uh, killing their bearers completely. Some of them caused a, a very literal storm of dragons to come down upon its creator and rip them limb from limb. Uh, and then some of them, of course, outlived their usefulness after Taldor made a pact with golden dragon kind. It was um, Ankara, I believe, shattered that orb. And I don't know what happened with the silver one. It's really piecemeal, unfortunately. So nothing else? Well, it's not nothing else, but it's far from a proper, complete historical annal of everything that's happened with them. Um, but there is, uh, of course, some information, but it's going to be scattered across well, at least a dozen different tomes in here. Um... I'm going to start looking through them, and I'm going to buy every one of them that has anything about it. Fair enough. And as you start going through getting a bunch, I mean, you would you would find a lot of different books in here that would match up with a lot of what Raz has told you. I mean, I'm going to kind of, honestly, I'm going to defer to you. This, you probably literally know more about the Dragon Flakes than I do. I know exactly what the wiki told me. <laughs> I, I, read, I, took I took I can't see it on camera. Oh, I'm I, so pleased. The no, the note taker inside me is so I, pleased. I wrote notes. down notes on Dragonfly. I literally only know about the gold one because it was talked about in War for the Crown a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if that's even ever something that we like went into, but there was like info of it in War for the Crown. Did we talked about it a little bit because I made a knowledge check. Yeah. Uh, about the so, so yeah, I mean, it was it was tangential knowledge when I ran War for the Crown because gold dragons are in Taldor. There was some info about the gold one. 
um, and like the history of that, and that's like all that I actually yeah. know about long, it. Long story short, all it did was influence Haldor's like culture of dragon slaying because metallic dragons went mad, a lot of orc, and a lot of metallic dragons were killed, so a bunch of chromatic dragons came in and filled a power vacuum. And so they had to go on a quest to kill chromatics. Yeah, the, that, uh, was, that was the time when Taldor was separated from the where it was originally, so it became its own entity. Separated from the Chelish Empire yeah. is what it was originally. Yeah. So, Turns out killing a bunch of dragons makes you very powerful. Because they didn't feel like paying repairs because the whole countryside was destroyed by dragons. Uh, you could say they burninated the countryside. Yeah. Burninating the, the countryside. And their thatched roof cottages. And their thatched roof <laughs> cottages. <laughs> what? Farm Mostly they were Taldor! The burninator. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, I dropped what I gave you what small information I know for the War for the Crown, so that's um, pretty much all I got. And once she's gathered up and paid for all of that, um, she's going to take and you we can... You pay, like, maybe one gold that's for a fine. bunch of these random little ancient... And most of them would literally be, like, journals and uh, historical writings uh, from people that were in Taldor at the time, from people not like the creators of the orbs or not even, like, big military commanders or dragon slayers themselves, though a couple might be, but for people who were just around... Uh, survivors from these attacks. And we don't have to go too deep into this, but I also want to pick up a few books on hags, if she has any. Hag information you can absolutely get, for sure. Hags are probably one of the more esoteric, relatively common threats to your average person in Galarian just trying to live a peasant. Peasant, it's okay, you can call them peasants. Your average peasant in Galarian just trying to live their life. Uh, because hags are one of the ones that are the most likely to interfere with typical little peasant lives and do horrible hag things. Like, go and, like, steal your men and leave their babies back in your village to be raised? Yes. Yeah. But I guess I want to understand more about Coven's and more about Rasheen's ties to her mother. Like, she doesn't get it, and she wants to get it. And that's, that's hard, because there's only so much knowledge like outside of a hag coven why i'm a jerk by maria the hag (laughs) (laughs) why am i so why am i so mean so honestly at this point it's very possible that roshin knows as much about hags and covens as basically anybody else in galarian uh, as she has literally been called uh, I'll pick up and a few books deducted. anyway. Almost. almost. I'll, I'll pick up a few books anyway. It will be disappointingly sparse knowledge. Um, and then I'll uh, I'll head back and try to see if I can find some of the guys. Fair well, well <laughs> <laughs> at this point, in your, uh, your first day of return back in Breachill here, I can't imagine there's a ton left that you could really accomplish. Uh, some of you might get together because not most of you actually live here, uh, finding places to rest for the evening. Uh, Roisin. You could stay with me. Don't live here, Marshall. You don't live here. Trishik, you go crash with buddies. I mean, Raz could probably stay well, with me too. I, don't I have, have a house. Come out of That's what you do. To deliver I the formula. am now a proud Breachill resident. Yeah, Roisin you is too own property. But I own like like a patch of grass by the oh, highway. Wait. So I don't have to walk out of the hole. So, Resme, in the middle of you walking around town, I'm just going to teleport right beside you. 
hand you a piece of paper in that cloud of mist from the cloak of the mountebank. I believe this is for you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, Kashi. Schematics. <laughs> yeah, just hand you some schematics. That is uh, the ghost arrow you wanted, and if you need me, I will be the buddies. Oh, oh, thank you. <laughs> and you have like a bunch of random, a uh, couple of random people around the street just like looking. Rosemary Rush, has made a pact with the devil. <laughs> some little girl, like tugging on her mom's dress. Mom. Who's the magic lizard? <laughs> and immediately gone. You can't see me anymore. She crouches. <laughs> and he just, just gone. Pierce for a moment disappears. Skyrim stealth. So legendary sneak is the dumbest feat <laughs> in the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> there may or may not be a section of the forest outside of town that may have been leveled by, you know, a giant dwarf slash dinosaur uh, fight. Well. Don't hang the wood to the lumberjacks. The carpenter guild back in Colorado is some fresh material. Trashik is not Creek Lumber Santa. is fine with that. <laughs> but here in the safety of town. Oh no, is that the paper that had the contact poison on it? You would all <laughs> finally get a great night's rest in your own beds that it applies to in your new bed. Not really a bed in there, but you could you have you have your bedroll in a building that you now own. In wherever it is you sleep, creepy lizard man. The shed. The shed. <laughs> creepy lizard man. I will crash at Resume's house. And the next morning, uh, the five of you would come together to meet wherever in Breach you agreed uh, with Marcus Solomar, who has some information from, what is it, Tuskhead Stoneworking, I believe, is mm -hmm. his place? Yes, from Tuskhead Stoneworking. You have a few options, given, uh, again, the point that Craig Colbrand at this point is one of the people possibly the most familiar with the architectural workings of Citadel Altarian. And Marcus Solomar is nothing if not thorough. He has a few things to guide you here. Uh, I'm going to give you four basic options they can start work on. All of them. All of them. <laughs> well, they don't have the manpower to do that because these are large <laughs> projects. Enough uh, money for all of them and whenever they'll be done. If you want to convert one of the large rooms, like what used to be the uh, strange little court that you had found, the court hall in the northern section of the Citadel, uh, as perhaps the best candidate into a large library, Yeah, that yeah. is a lot of project. Uh, and it is a lot of project that's not so much stoneworking, but could be stoneworking. Uh, if you wanted it to be sturdier, you wanted to, instead of just having like freestanding wooden shelves, the difficulty is in order to be organized and furnished with enough information to be functionally useful, you are going to need a lore master to head up this project. Uh, and it's probably going to take this, this total conversion to build it up into something. Uh, and this isn't just like put a bunch of books in a room, like mm -hmm. you can do that. This is there, turn this into like a a grand library. Yeah, no, I that get that would be beneficial, like mechanically beneficial, to anyone that was utilizing it while you were trying to research or anything. Yeah, for sure. It's a twenty-day project. Hmm. The big upgrades here are big projects. They are because because this is go. If you want to, I assume if you're going so far as to do this, you're going above and beyond here. You, the castle's already repaired. You want to turn this into something truly useful yeah something valuable with the to 15th level characters the 15th level character resources yeah um you are going to be paying 15 gold pieces a day to, and problem. that's total for the work and the supplies uh because this is gonna be much finer work than what they were doing just repairing 
uh, external walls and crenellations and on the, in the ramparts. So for 20 days, that would be like, what, 300 gold? 20 days would be, yeah, it would be exactly 300 gold, I believe. So, so like, the, the total words, cost like, is not... The cost of, yeah. like, one of my Drakeheart mutagens... Cost is, is not <laughs> super high. Uh, it's really just a factor of time, because given yeah. everything they need to source and get up there, there's not an easy way to make it go faster. <laughs> and the fact that for the library to be effective, you need a lore master to head up the project, and then whatever they're going to cost, if you don't have someone that can just do it for you, that's also there. <laughs> um, you can create... No, we'll never find anything. We can't put Raz in charge. You can create, <laughs> you'd also have to be there for 20 days. Yeah, yeah. You can create an alchemical workshop, a magical workshop, uh, a crafting workshop, a workshop of basically any kind. They are going to be distinct because if you want it to be furnished and useful enough to be beneficial, it has to be somewhat specialized. Mm. You are going to need someone who is proficient in that area of crafting. Um, so you're going to need a magical craftsman or an alchemical craftsman to head up the project. And again, it's going to take 20 days of work to construct one of these. But again, all of these will have direct mechanical benefits mm -hmm. to you. No, that's I'm fine. step out a sec to clarify that. Mm -hmm. um, the third one and the fourth one are the original plans that your Hell Knight friends had had. The first is to just simply upgrade the castle's defenses. Mm -hmm. uh, you have walls, sure, but you don't have any actual safeguards. The ramparts are relatively exposed. You have yeah. like one layer of stone we, outside that can just like more literally that. tunnel through with a pickaxe. Yeah. Um, or converting the central courtyard into a very well-supplied and well-maintained training area. To Let's do both. Teach so. rookie people up to par. The upgrade of the defenses yeah. is going to require... You, you, Craig's a good dude. He is not a military sea specialist. He we makes stone buildings. You would One need, you would oh. need not necessarily like a siege crafter, but like a stonemason with a wider breadth of knowledge when it comes to like actually constructing defenses than Craig to kind of lead this. Like and, a military engineer. Yeah, yeah. and Craig uh. could manage logistics and supply. The castle upgrade is a huge project. This will take them 40 days to accomplish. It's going to be more than a month to get that done. Can we get uh, Burton's team to do that while Craig works on the inside? You could theoretically hire both teams. Burton's team's not going to give you as good of a deal, if at all. Um, I don't think we're too worried about that. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean... I that the, Burton's the... team might be needing the business. <laughs> get a feeling. Just, just a little And bit. the last one is to create the training area. If you wanted... I'm going to get interesting in here. If you wanted to create a specialized training area... You can create, in 40 days' work, a well-supplied and armed and staffed area that will not just help you like train a standing guard or anything, but would help any of you train or retrain uh, your various things under the tutelage of whoever you can find to run it. If So basically, you are going to make a training ground for a class, more or less, a kind of like archetype. I like if it. If you just want fighter, I'm sure Marcus is enough of an expert to to run in that run there. If you wanted to make anything else, like a rogue or a barbarian or a bard <laughs> training area, the most rigorous of training, you would need to find someone to head it up. But if your concern is your garrison, 
and possibly training the citizens of Breachill as well to have some whoever would want some form of militia. Oracle training ground. All right, welcome new recruits. You're all cursed. <laughs> <laughs> welcome and to curse school. Get all your curse out of the hat, folks. So the two big oh, man, <laughs> I got ancestors. <laughs> Oh. Here's your whip. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The two big um, ones that are actually going to help the castle defensively as a you know, siege structure are 40-day upgrades. And the two that are the library or the workshops are 20 apiece. Uh, you can have... I would say you could work on two at one... Uh, at once before the logistics of just getting that many supplies up to Citadel Altarian becomes not a matter of teams, but of time in the day and space. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but you would need to also hire Burton's team, which would run you twice as much money. Now, can we work on three at once and hire the Stonemasons Guild from Kovlar? How are the Stonemasons Guild from Kovlar going to get to the portal effectively? We will escort them. What? What? I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is that the Kavlar portal sucks. Yeah. Nope. You can bring like a person who you like maybe want to head a project like to the a portal for sure. Be useful. Yeah, you guys are on great terms at the stone Yeah, guild. I gotta say, like, <laughs> <those are the laughs> one guild that hate our guts. Let's get the Carpenter's Guild. Yeah. They can do the library. You get the Carpenter's Guild. Uh, you, what you need is a lore master for the library. Yeah, or so like, like the Physic Guild or the Guild of Spells, yeah. perhaps, would be able to. Well, the Archmage and I are super tight. Are they? Like, <laughs> um, I'm friends with everyone. So, can we hire some from Cantargo? Cantargo <clears throat> is so much cooler. You can absolutely. Cantargo yeah, is like one, what, one day's travel from the yeah. portal. Like it's a distance, but it's much easier yeah. than mm -hmm. going through Hell World to get to the Kovlar portal. We can do it on the way to uh, to fixing to fixing Valia's arm too. That's also true. Yep. Yep. Uh, but after the five of you have finished uh, having uh, being briefed here by Marcus, what are your thoughts? I think the most pertinent thing is um, the militia training grounds and then defenses afterwards. Yeah. And I definitely I agree with the defenses. What, yeah, what good are defenses say, if you have no one to man them? Agreed. I would say let us do both. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I second that notion. I think we should do one both. One crew on the inside, one crew on the walls. I think makes that sense. makes sense to start we there. The so you want the training ground and the castle upgrade? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so this will take 40 days, 15 gold a day uh, for Tuskwood, Tuskhead Stoneworking and 30 gold a day for Burton's team. And the 20 days, this is 7, 14, 21, so I'll be done here. So, I have a question. What's up? I got this key, you see. And I'm not sure exactly how it works. And I was hoping I could figure that out by maybe working with them for a day or two in downtime. Working with who? The, the guys working on the, the stone ramparts. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to take them at least like a day. You can also just like roll on the key again. I mean, you're level 15 now. You can. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's true. Give me arcana check. Might as well. Because you I never did fully that. identify that key. Now, what's nope. the key? I know to... it uh, helps move runes because Raz told us so. Mm hmm. Oh, that's yeah, right. but I don't believe yeah. that's right. Yeah, yes, that's, that's, yep, you know, but, but, but here's the thing: Rez at this point, at this point, Resme believes nothing Raz says Listen, about anything. In some half-casted universe, that's exactly what it does. There yeah. is a reality where it does that. Give me an arcana check. Random thought. I don't know if it will really matter oh, too that. much, but 
you think Marshall might be able to convince Birch to help out in some way, shape, or form? With uh, with anything does involving Birch the castle, have any useful skill? He can he turn can into turn large into animals, a dinosaur, and carry well, supplies. If I remember correctly, he could turn in not only into dinosaurs, but I think uh, he also has the ability to turn into elementals if need be. He can also turn into like a gorilla and haul stuff around. Like he definitely can, but these projects are so large in scope that he's not going to be able to make like a meaningful difference to them. He can definitely help out, but it's not going to affect how long it takes or anything. How about forty-one? Yeah. Forty-one actually just barely succeeds, but does, in fact, succeed. So you know this chisel helps you move runes. It doesn't do that. You know this chisel. Of course it doesn't. Raz told me it did that, so I know immediately your, that's your not what it does. Your idea was actually not bad. Uh, wielding this chisel would give you a phenomenal... Uh, intrinsic benefit to any kind of stonework that you were, you were I mean, trying to I mean, she use. figures it is, it's a chisel. It a it's chisel. gotta be something to do with something. And it is a chisel. If you are trying to craft anything of stone, not only are you gonna be much better at it, the magic native in the chisel almost wills the stone into shape as much as the actual work does, which means that you would be able to finish things much, much faster, up to four times faster Ooh. than you would normally but only for stone items. Additionally, what are you looking at? Like the stone walls faster? I mean, that would count, I think. Or if like- you want to leave your guiding chisel with the uh, well, stone base. if it's four times as fast, that's 10 days. I think, again, the scope of this project might be a little large. Okay, hence, actually, hence my question. Work is a little one <laughs> guy is working four times Yeah, faster. one guy is <clears throat> shaping stone four times Gotcha, faster, gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is it has a much more interesting innate power. You can stick the chisel in the ground and think real hard about a building. And then after about 10 minutes... You Super Mario World to that building out of the ground. That's cool. 10 minute focus, pull chisel, building. Now the if building- If you didn't have that feat, I think he'd be lying to you right now, but. <laughs> it's more believable, the runes or she the She can't building? critically fail. Um, I know, I know. But the runes are way more believable, honestly. Yeah. The building can't be super huge. It can only fill up about 10 total 10 foot cubes. So it's like a small, I mean, that's, that's a decent amount of space, but uh, it's not, it doesn't have a duration. It's building is there. That's a building now. Uh, unless you refocus the chisel's magic somewhere to build something else, at which point it crumbled, the previous building crumbles the dust immediately. Oh. <laughs> um. Make my shrine with it some point in the future. Oh, we need a new building now. Shrine, back at Breach Hill. Just and Worship of Milani has dropped to zero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe one. Uh, it is at one. Well, when, when she's not in Breach Hill. Well, but you, uh, about that. you could <clears throat> you could use it to build your shrine. You could build, uh, there is no limitation on like how intricate the building can be. It must be of stone, of course. But up to 10, 10 foot aside cubes, pretty large amount of space you can fill a shrine with. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good shrine. Pretty good shrine. Tower, mm -hmm. just on top of each other. Just 
100 foot spire looming over Breach Hill. <laughs> Mom, what's that? Oh, that's Milani's tower over She watches, she looks down on us. <laughs> just sitting Why is there. the street under it bloody? Let's go home, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> Milani demands sacrifice. <laughs> Off the tower. But you, as they're all speaking, with, uh, I have that written down. Now those projects are starting. Those again will be managed by your seneschals, your stewards in the background here. You don't need to follow up with that any further. Just write off the amount of money to pay him. Call Brandy boy. He's got you. Done. Sweet. As you, the five of you, head out into the street from uh, your meeting place, probably in or near the town hall here, you would see a man standing right uh, uh, near the bridge, the monument circle. Hand on his chin, pointed black goatee. He's evil. Here. He has a black goatee. Let me look up and see the grip of you. Aha! Fantastic! I was pretty sure that was the grip of you I'd seen. Sal Sartan, Sal Sartorium. What? Sal! Yeah, I came back to Bridge Hill. Uh, it turns out that the things I sell to you here in this town is exponentially more than the amount of business I do in the entire rest of the inner seas traveling around. So I figured you might as well bring the wagon back. Um, but you haven't been around for some time, it sounds like. What's your back now? My favorite customers are back in town. You know what that means? We have to give you money? You don't have to give me money. Well, you, we have a lot of money. to give me money as soon as you <laughs> see my goods. You see my fine friends. Sal Sartot, Sal Sartorium. Come with me, my wagon. But where is your wagon? Oh, it's out of the south end of town. I got to move it here pretty soon. Apparently someone brought the land I was parked on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was coming up to the town hall, you see. Ah, yes, 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 ah. Notably, the wagon was not there yesterday when you were looking through. There was <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> well, tell you what, Sal, perhaps we can, I'll, I'll charge you some rent if you want to park it there. Ah, perhaps I can find plenty of spaces as good as any other. And besides, if the group of you here, my fine friends, my buddies, my old pals, my favorite customers, if you know where the wagon is, and everyone knows where the wagon is because you are not my, you're, you're not Sal Sartan's only customers, but it's close. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, business has not been good these last couple of months. Well, let's um, see if we can't pick it up a bit for us. Well, I've been doing a lot of research, perhaps. This is a business expense, <laughs> I suppose, investiture. It's to be expected. I've been looking to expand my craft rather than uh, simply keep running to the status quo. You guys have bought swords, you bought fine swords, you bought all kinds of great swords. But, you know, what's more interesting than that is the real potential of what a sword can be. Paper swords? Much more than that. Come along. <laughs> and uh, he takes you over and you see his wagon. He's just mesmerizing when he starts talking. I just start falling it's into the voice. It's sell, amazing. Tactic. Oh, kind it's of along, alongside the road. Again, just sitting there. Again, was not here yesterday. No sign of any animal or anything that's gotten this here. Sal, do you date? Do I date? I'm sorry, I don't really have the time. I'm running a sword empire here, there's, traveling throughout the inner seas, trying to peddle my wares wherever I'll take him, helping out all kinds of fine adventurers like yourselves, mostly just yourselves. But speaking with all kinds of folks throughout the region, I was down in southern Garund earlier the other day on the, uh, as a new country south of the Shackles that used to be Chelish territory that broke away from Cheliax, got their own, uh, what's the word for that whole thing? Flag? No, nah, they do have a flag. That's right. It wasn't Flags sardine. Nice. It wasn't. Sardine is a fish. Salt. It wasn't salting. It wasn't. Hmm. I remember the name of it eventually. Sargava. Sargava is the name it was. Fine company, a uh, fine country. And they got their new independence from the Chelish Empire. And without their protection, immediately got obliterated by the Pirates of the Shackles. You hate to see it. But should have perhaps invested in some floating swords. 
Speaking of, all these swords you find folk have gotten from me, your fine sword. You got a quite a large and impressive giant sword there myself, you, uh, my fine friend. Two-hander you got there, swords on both ends, curved, you'd love to see it. He doesn't actually, he doesn't grow with them. And you've got a sword flinger. Uh, Trishik, <laughs> buddy of West, Trishik, my friend. That sword flinger's pretty good. It's gonna reach pretty far. If you bring that little sword flinger, shooting those little tiny triangle swords at a dragon or something like that, it's not gonna do a whole lot of work, I imagine. <laughs> What's the oh, worst? He's got it spot on, it's amazing. What's the worst part about a sword? He's an expert. Uh, the worst part about a sword? Worst part about a sword. Probably mm. the fact that, I'm, that Trying to it's such a, a broad definition. It's really hard to pin down exactly what it's about. Well, what's the point about your standard kind of a long sword or a short sword or Try an Try to put sword, it away when sword. you're drunk. That's a difficult one and something perhaps I could look into as a, another avenue of marketing. But no, the problem with the sword is sometimes you got a fine sword and you'd really like to just put it through a monster, but the monster just isn't right in front of you. So what if I gave you an avenue to take your sword directly to your enemies? It's called walk-in, isn't I thought it? I like, just gesture down at my feet. And he pulls out a drawer. That works great until your enemies are in the sky or the water or something else you can't easily walk your little feet over to. Oh, that's what he thinks. <laughs> and he uh, reaches in and pulls out a little leather pouch. And inside, he has a small squared piece of metal with something kind of crudely inscribed on it. Now, these are going to look a little experimental. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't invent them myself. I had the guidance of another one of those wizards down there in Sargava who would come up with a new kind of one of these sword buttons, but it's not a sword button. It's a sword button for your, uh, for like a body sword rather than your wielded sword. You mean armor? No, no a body, body sword. sword. What's armor? Yeah, oh. what is wrong with you? Now Idiot. imagine that with a simple thought, a snap of your fingers, and a dream, you could take that sword to an enemy no matter where they might be. Sal Sartad brand exclusive flying sword system. You attach this to your body sword, think about it real hard. Take the skies, my friend. Take your sword anywhere. I want it. Here, take a look at it. Sounds fascinating. Oh, look at it. Did you draw it yourself? It looks like a smiley face. And it does look like a really kind of like crudely drawn, like almost cartoonish image of a wing, much more than uh, the intricate and angular runes. But a quick detect magic radar <laughs> will immediately tell you it's pretty freaking powerful. <laughs> uh, Give me an arcana check. She who cannot critically fail. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Uh, that's good enough. Uh, it's going to be a 39. With well, a 39, these runes, they, they are armor runes, that would allow you literally, as he said, to... I say this, I mean, this isn't figuratively literally, this is literally, literally, sprout frickin' wings and start flying. For a brief time, admittedly, before the uh, the magic is kind of expended for the day. But you would be able to control them as if you'd had them your entire life. Oh as he sees you looking over, you see that fine baby right there? The South Saratod Flying Sword System. You can take any of your fine favorite swords. Well, your long swords, your big swords, your double-sided double swords, your reaching swords. Flinging swords are maybe not going to benefit so much, but the high ground is always an advantage. You don't even have, to, even have to really shoot the swords out of your sword flinger. You can just kind of drop them if you get high enough up. Taken to the skies on wing like a finest sword-wielding bird with a Sal Sartod special. Well, you know what, oh. Sal? Well. It just so happens that we have an entire pumpkin house full of money. Never in my life. Resume, buddy, resume. Have I heard finer words in all my times traveling <laughs> the inner seas? And it just so happens and I have a plot of land right I have there. a I fantastic opportunity to part you with your money-filled pumpkin. <laughs> as I have not one, not two, but three of the South Sartad flying sword systems. 
Well, I'm definitely interested. Again, an incredible amount of money to develop and produce, and I've made three of them that work. <laughs> How many didn't work? I don't think you want to know the answer to that. I want to know Buddy, the answer to that. Let's focus on the positive. Friend, <laughs> a good businessman never going to reveal his sources, his secrets, or his market. I don't think it's a secret. It's very much a secret because I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll toss out the gourd home. So on that plot of land that I just bought, it now has a gourd home on it. Well, there's a wagon too, so you can put the gourd home next Perfect. to the wagon here. It's no longer a gourd home; it's a gourd purse. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. This investment was a little bit worse than uh, perhaps some of the other ones I've made. But if it comes to fruition here, if you're interested, if it's something you think you want to buy, maybe I can recoup a little bit of my losses because uh, wagon's a pretty light load right now. Don't have a whole lot of other sword options for you, if I'm being quite honest. I was really banking on the South Sartod flying sword system being something that people would be interested in. We're very interested, Sal. It looks like it'd be quite useful. I want one. Okay. I want to fly. I think that Flying makes... sounds fun. Oh, yeah. You got me in. I think that makes two. We'll take two. Two of the patented South Sartod flying sword systems. Exactly as I'd imagine it. You, my fine friends, my buddies, my favorite customers, I can always rely on you for proper discretionary thinking, knowing on site what's going to really get you the best Salsar Todd South Sword Party experience. I cannot freaking find it in the core rulebook. Well, it's okay. We just <laughs> killed the dragon, Sal, so we happen to be a little heavy of purse at the moment. Right, let me get your wheelbarrow. I'm going to Google it. Oh, wait, you want to know how expensive it is? Yeah, I cannot find it. It is uh, 2,500. You're on weapon runes. It's 2,500. 20. Do you disbelieve the man with the Excel spreadsheet? I have the spreadsheet in front of me. I believe it. I'm just, I'm just totally not on That's wish list. I'm, I'm curious what it came from. Oh, it's Advanced Player's Guide is why. It's not actually ah. a rule book. It was APG. Oh. Um, but yes, these fine runes here, 2,500 gold pieces. Of, uh, you want two? Yes. 5K, 500 platinum pieces out of the giant sprawling horde of the Gord home. I'll, I'll yep. pay him in silver. Open the front door. Coins come fountaining out of the ground. <laughs> It's the most beautiful thing he's Just, ever seen. He's looking at it. Now, I'm going to level with you, my friends. If I have one fault, there's a man traveling this world that I've never, never been much of a pious sort. Never really been one for the, the big religion. None of the gods ever really struck a chord with me. I know they're up there. I know they're watching. I know they're, they're guiding things, but never really given them a proper amount of time. But if there is a vision, a proper miracle I can see in this world, and you believe for a brief moment, is this giant... Sandslide of money pouring out of this <laughs> enormous pumpkin. Well, Sal, if it's any consolation, you're living exactly the type of life Milani would want for you. It's beautiful. I don't know. I don't know what I'm looking at. I don't really know how to mentally process this. But... <laughs> Damn, it's beautiful. <laughs> so, two of the South Sartad flying sword systems. Yes. Yeah. Sure, I can find a buyer for the third one. This is going to go a good way to be restocking my inventory here, my fine friends. Make no mistake, you are keeping the South Sartod South Sword Poor Aim in business, and that is a South Sartod guarantee. Uh, but really, no guarantees. This was a ridiculously heavy investment. He hands two of them over to you. Yep. Um, in exchange for a pile of the money out of the <laughs> leaking gourd home here, which. It, now, anything, the good news is this is a huge pile of coins, and I have plenty of space in the wagon right now, which is also going to make it easier to move uh, off of whoever's land this is now. Uh, <laughs> and just starts kind of 
literally scooping up armfuls of it, like <laughs> holding it with his shirt and carrying it over and just sort of dumping it in the side of the wagon. Raz basically can just go and portion it out until yeah. it's perfect. Raz he has an eye for numbers. Yeah, he's got an eye for numbers. He's, he's giving him some stuff he can scoop all up here as he's moving around. Raz now, now the accountant. Uh, my friends, buddy, Roshin, Resme, the rest of you. I'm afraid that I've let you down this day. As I said, there is not a whole lot more that I have for offer. Uh, of course, I haven't got rid of my entire stock of swords, obviously. I'm not completely insane. And he opens up the side of the wagon and uh, pulls out a rack and keeps pulling and keeps pulling <laughs> and keeps pulling. I really want to know how keeps it works. keeps pulling until it extends like 25 feet God, look out at how he the does side that. of the wagon. Oh, I love with it. Just a litany of every kind of weapon you could imagine hanging from this. It's sticking all the way out into the middle of the road. It's very much in the way. <laughs> Do you have any wearable swords? Is that is that not magic? You promised that's not magic. Oh, I don't promise anything about it, no. Now, uh, I'm not here to judge. My favorite customer's here to tell them how to live your lives, but uh, you seem like a bit more of a uh, finer folk, perhaps, than the rest of these. I'm not really sure how much one of these heavier body swords is going to suit your type. No, I meant like uh, the, the jewelry swords. Like magical swords that you wear. Or sword rings. swords. Sword rings. I've heard a lot of various stories around Breach Hill about the shenanigans my favorite customer has been up to while you've been disappeared apparently for the last couple of weeks here. I don't know if that's maybe gotten to you a little bit. What the hell is she talking about? <laughs> well, actually, Sal, I don't know how easy it is to move about, but from what I see, you seem to be able to flit about wherever the market happens to take you. But actually, we have a castle up on the hill. Have you heard about it? I'm sure someone must have talked to you about it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. If you can take your wagon up there, we're actually in the process of outfitting a training room as well as uh, a garrison to go take care of the place. Uh, talk to Tyrannus or Solomar. Let them know we sent you and to go ahead and uh, get some preemptive stock going. This sounds like a spectacular idea. Are you telling me, buddy? Dalren, buddy. They're my favorite customers. She'll tear up a little. <laughs> aren't just looking to buy a bunch Who's of swords themselves. Yeah. Kid out an entire battalion of troops. Yes. Certainly oh. seems to be the case, yes. I knew you were paying my kids through college for a reason, my friends. You don't I have even any have a kids. Family. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't like to mix uh, business and family here, so to speak. Think of it as an expression, maybe. Uh, what you're looking for, I think, is called a ring. I don't sell those. I sell swords. I'm sorry. Uh, but... <laughs> He, he's got a point. <laughs> My God, the world shattered. You've fallen into an alternate timeline. Man in Piak, you walked in the day you came out, you were somewhere else. Today has just blown her mind in every single way. The castle up there? That place they're all calling Hell Knight Hill about the town? Yes, yes that's the one. That's oh, it. Hell Knights up there? Uh, Two a of couple them. of them, yes. I'm with a couple of Hell Knights, actually. So I'm a fine fair bit of those uh, region swords, uh, sword lances, really, the extended ones used. A lot of the times when you're riding the, uh, the, the cavalry is a sword with the heavy body swords and you got the animal bearing much of the weight. I think I follow you. He kind of looks back at his giant rack. He's like mentally kind of counting. Past like a morning star, a club, and a warhammer. A much larger warhammer, which just looks like a giant metal bat. Don't know that I have any riding swords right now. Not really well, sure. We, we don't necessarily need those. More like training equipment. Well, also, they're garrison in a... They're training in a, swords! You mean like a stick? Well, no, 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 no. We actually need real weapons. No, no. Don't listen to her. Whatever the Hell Knights ask, whatever the Hell Knights want, that's what you go and supply them for. Well, Hell Knights have been fantastic customers of mine in the past, and I got absolutely no complaints about that. As a matter of fact, it occurs to me now. 
I have no idea why after I learned the place was called Hell Night Hill, I hadn't headed up there for a bit of door-to-door business in the first place. Well, you've got to lead now. No need to go cold, Colin. And I gotta move, I gotta move my wagon anyway. A fantastic time. So, uh, I'm gonna get that all figured out here. Is there anything else you need from Southsword Southsword Porium, by the way? Nice to meet all of you. Well, if you've bought out your entire inventory, probably not. But uh, only for you to go and be profitable. Go ahead and make some good business deals and bring us some nice things next time. The business is looking on the up, my friends. I guarantee you that much right now. Southside Todd, guaranteed. Maybe. No real guarantees here. But, and he kind of reaches up and moves his hand, and the entire 25 feet of rack just shoots back into the wagon. It's maybe eight feet across before he just shuts the door on the outside of it. All right. Bye, Sal. I've got a place to go. What are my favorite customers up to these days anyway? You all, I've run into you. How many random places now at this point? You keep coming out of a breach hill, but I found you in the middle of the Moggy Jungle one time. I'm sorry. You get around school. faster than I do, and I like to think that I move my business pretty quickly as a traveling salesman. Well, yeah, we were kind of sorry you didn't show up in Cobbler. In Cobbler? Never heard of it. Five Kings Mountains. I wouldn't go there if I were you. No business. It's oh, the Dwarven sorts. Yeah, I don't do business with dwarves. What? It's dark. Well, you're fine, Marshall. You basically have a human at this point. I but, mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> every time I interact with dwarves, I would imagine that they he just find... stops. He's just kind of like staring <laughs> up off of the distance. PTSD, thousand yards. Sal, are, are you are you okay, buddy? Hmm? Are you all right? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I just made one of the finest deals I've made in weeks. It's a great day to be Sal Saratod, Salisbury Porium. Two thousand five hundred twenty-seven fell attempts. I'm sorry. 2,527 felt attempts at these sword buttons. At your flying sword buttons. How's it? Never mind. How do you know that? <laughs> I know. I see it in your eyes. So, wait, let me get this straight. You can tell how many times he's failed at something, but you can't give us the proper knowledge on most other things. <laughs> and he picks up the third one and just kind of looks at it. Because of the feather tips. I see where you see it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm feather tips. But I shall just take your... There's no feathers. It's I just will... kind of a bulbous <laughs> cartoony wig. I will it's... just let this be what it is. I'm going to pretend I did not hit it. This is such a weird day. All right, well, I wish you all the best of luck in your various journeys. Hopefully, the Salsar Todd flying sword system does you a good service. Bearing you on the wings of the sword porium. And every time you take flight, you smite some horrible beast from the sky. You think to yourself, Southwark Todd. Southwark Porium. Of course. But that's Brandy, am I right? Yep. It's actually that's just Brandy. on the wings, facing away from you, so you <laughs> don't know it's there. The one we activated, we just get a like, uh, um, banner, they pull on planes behind us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you fly up, and it's like you have a steam trail behind you that sells, spells out Southwark Todd. The branded wings. I love it. But with a couple of uh, spectacular runes here and a giant pile of coins relocated out from your Gordhorn. What is it you're after today, my fine friends? I have an apology to make. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Marshall, I believe I do owe you an apology for underestimating your uh, cousin. It's been like a week. Yeah. I was, I was busy making formulas. Uh, <laughs> he's, just, he's just getting around to it now. Yeah. Yeah, I, very I don't exactly understand what you mean. Well, uh, jumping to uh, get an advantage, it was supposed to be uh, honorable combat. So, 
learning from my mistakes and underestimating my opponents, I've learned a new trick. Oh? And he's just going to crouch. Okay. You can see me? I mean... Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> he's going to turn and just step a half an inch to the right and disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, no one can see him. None of you have any clue where he's Maybe going. Maybe perception checks, the other four of you. <laughs> Against your uh, stealth DC. Uh, perception, you say? Yes. Mm-hmm. 34. 43. Uh, 38. Surely a 43 sees you. 42. They see me. I was just like staring at your shit. Uh, Resmay and Rez. You see me, I've I mean, stepped five could, feet to the right. I'm back with you. Trishik, where'd you go? Wait, what? Trishik! Where are you? And Marshall, he's just gone. Trishik, where did you go? Trishik! Just making no, eye no, no, contact no. with him the entire time. Tinashi and his blastberry fire. <laughs> <laughs> Some random guy walking around his arm, just kind of getting hands and spills potatoes all over the ground. Oh no, my potatoes! Oh, they're covered in sparkles. What Why are my potatoes glowing? What did you do? <laughs> Where are you, Trishik? Well, like backs, backs to you. I have no idea. She blessed them. They're going to be delicious Wait, potatoes. A question. I'm not invisible. No, the fairy is glowing can't now. See me, but does that work on that? I mean, you're still glowing. You're no, I don't area. think it is. It's mundane just, magic. It he's not work. invisible. He's just hiding. Yeah, yeah. it's just mundane. <laughs> I mean, maybe he takes a penalty because he's glowing. Holy but crap! I don't that know. doesn't reveal him. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way around it. Hold on, I think wow. I got a method. Because, like, legitimately, you're, I'm just hiding. You're just yeah, you're just hiding. You're not can like that. Obviously, outlines you that you can't. But he's just behind me. Concealed. <laughs> but you're just hiding. Mundane hiding. Yeah, I don't think it works. I don't think Fairy Fire is going to reveal him. Yeah, No, like, it doesn't. It will be on the two of you that can see him can see a glowing lizard. Yeah, making eye contact with him the entire time. Hold on, Roisin's just staring in the complete wrong area as she's just, looking around. This is locked eyes. <laughs> so, then, so then I'll stand back up beside Marshall. Ah! You see, I have learned a, a new trick. I can make it so you do not see. Wait, how did you get listen. over there? I never left. No, no, no. When you move around, your you, your 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 clothing, like you get this big big smoke cloud, but it's not there right now. How did you do that? I didn't do anything. Well, you clearly weren't where you, you were. Oh, it's Watch obvious. again. Let me show you. It's obvious. Crouch down. Right. Step right. to the right. Gone. Reverse, you, you reverse. Can try again. No, no, no. Rasheen, he's obviously. I know how to do this. Rasheen. And, he, Rasheen. and he's glowing. And he's glowing. <laughs> and I rolled a two. <laughs> he's Hold gone. I, I, know the, I know an effective method to get him out. Marshall just rips a really nasty fart. And uh, I run. Actually, have breath control. I know. Oh. He's close to- <laughs> this is horrible for everyone but Rasheen. <laughs> Who just closes his nose and has no problem. To hell with it. Dimension door. <laughs> I am a mile away from wherever that is. I'm going into my gourd home and closing the door. You know, I'm digging underground. Legitimately, both me as a player and Marshall digging. forgot that he could do that. Gourd home says shrinks. Yeah. I've had it since like level 13. He's got a burrow speed res. Burrows into the dirt road. Rasheen goes to the gourd home and shuts the door and closes the windows. I'm you hear a huge dangling of coins. So everybody's got their methods Ray's for made the mansion doors away. I'm hiding from the smell. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 
the joke We've here is... We've reached the level of superhero Pathfinder where I'm having difficulty trying to understand what the hell is happening in this ability. <laughs> he can now hide in nothing. He doesn't need I to like be concealed. To... He doesn't need to be obscured. It's he better can than just that. I've always considered to be hiding in the open. notice. Wow. Let's I mean, let's do that now. I mean, I can do it. I just said I'm leveling. What is this false hydra nonsense? Thinking, what is this? Thinking about it, it's like if it was a single person you're hiding from, it's like you just staying in their blind spot the entire time. Like, but it's everyone. But, but yeah, it's everyone. It's everyone. In the room. It's, That's what's it's, crazy to it's me. Hot, it's hot. It's everyone. Slip out of perception. You He's lose just mastered track of the me. ability of standing the, still. Like the higher level rogue feats literally get. To like, it's one of Implausible honestly one of the cooler parts. That's where I was going. Yeah. Well, the cooler part of the second edition is like you know the marshals actually get cool toys too, but like I I do not even know how to justify what is happening what's, with the high level rogue feet. What's funny yeah. with that is a fighter can take it too. That's a general, that's actually just a skill feat, right? Yeah. Really? Anyone can take it. But you also have what, impossible infiltration where you can literally just walk through a wall. That's level seventy. I mean, yeah, you don't have that yet, but I mean like that's a feat. That I mean, shows up. I can do the same thing, but better with an eighth level spell. Yeah, you have to use magic. He doesn't expend any resources. You can just, just have to. Yeah, this He's is just... a constant thing I could just keep doing all day. And implausible infiltration, it's either 17 or 18, but any wall that is 10 feet thick or less, I just phase through. In the we need to make our walls 11 feet thick for this <laughs> in all 10 feet and 2 inches. It, it is stopped by metal, which a lot of magical effects are stopped by metal. But uh, basically, I just find imperceivable cracks. Please holes. tell me there's like, I don't know, a transmutation tag on that feet or something. Let me look. Literally don't think so. I think he just walks through the walls. His heart just died a it's, little bit. I think it's completely non-magical. Oh my God. Wow. The, the high, we're, we are in high level Pathfinder uh, now, my magical friends. Magical move rogue. At least it's got so, the magical. Okay, magical, magical. They gave it the magical. So tag. I'm wondering if I'll that means that you can pierce it with something that sees through magic. No. Uh uh. You can stop it with like uh, anti magic. Yeah, field. it is magical. So if you mm -hmm. were in like an anti magic field or something, uh, you would not be able to do it. What about, what about now, dimensional so. anchor? Dimensional it's not a anchor teleport, does not, it's not a teleport. Yeah, I'm okay. just not a teleport. Dimensional anchor doesn't stop magical I'm just effects. walking through a wall. But uh, with the party are fun. widely <laughs> spread. Is there any, after a day of relaxation and rechill here, you've got all your stuff in order, you've got everything organized. Uh, is there, in, what else are you doing? Um, Still got to work on the second formula. I mean, other than maybe putting our new wings on, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. True, uh, that would take you some days to apply. And Roisin is sure. just going to actually proselytize. Like, she's just trying to get a, like, a, yeah. get a following. She'll build <clears> it up <throat> over the next few days, build her shrine, take Raz's, some rosebush clip, clippings. Her, It'll go quick. Yeah, Raz is going to get... Everything set into place to start getting furniture, desks, chalkboards, actual so housing. Most of the things you want to do here are going to take you a few days. Yeah. So uh, right now it's Oath Day. Uh, and if you work through this weekend, Trishik developing whatever you're developing, uh, moving runes won't take that long, but setting up your shrine, setting up your new school and everything. I'd also like to buy a plot of land to put my new building on that I am going to build. Space for a plot of a plot of land with space for a building is going to have to be outside of the walls of the city. That's fine. That's but where that's I want actually, it. That's actually. I mean, you already have a plot of land outside the city. Yeah, but there's there's already a building on it. That's fair, but I mean, like outside the city, you're not like in the middle of the farms. There's everything's not super close together. You yep. have plenty of space to build something out there. Okay. But uh, so you wouldn't need to buy anything. You've already got room. Oh, okay. Unless you specifically, unless you like explicitly don't want it to be near your house. 
Uh, no, no, it's fine if it's near my house. So, <clears throat> what are you working on, Trashik? Obfuscation oil. Okay. Uh, make me a crafting check. Do you want help with that? And I'm just going to do this as you make the formula. It's just one crafting check instead of the four. Cra- I think it is actually supposed it's just to be just one, one crafting, crafting check. check. Okay, fair enough. Do you want help? Yeah. And the, the eye of the wise. Sure. Which is plus two. Mm-hmm. Give me your aid first, then. Hmm? Give me your aid oh. first. Oh, yeah, sure. Is it an item or circumstance? Aiding is circumstance. Eye of the wise is item. Yes. Okay. Because I have a master work alchemy kit, which is a plus one. So. But Mine is yeah, better. You would, you would get eye of wise instead. That's a nat 20. All right, so you get a, your master crescent? I am. You got plus three circumstance bonus? Alrighty. And that is an eight. So it's really an 11. So it's an 11, which with the eye of the wise, which is two, puts me to a 13, which is the same roll I rolled earlier. Which means you will again. Eight. It's difficult, and you absolutely need the eye of the wise and Resume's help to succeed. That, but, uh, but she would help guiding you on this invention. Because I asked him to make you, it yeah, specifically. You, to you know exactly what you're trying to do here. I'm trying to make it. You yeah. know what it is. So. You are you are able to put together the formula for this obfuscation oil. And over that same four-day period, uh, Roisin <clears throat> would not be difficult for you to start putting to, oh, what are you trying to make? What are you, what are you making with this shrine? So the shrine is, um, it, it's essentially going to be, it's gonna be a covered area, but it's going to be, um, and it's gonna have some manicured rose bushes around it just to kind of keep with the Melanian theme. But um, she's put a lot of thought into it. So actually what she's going to do is to carve on the inside of the, um, of the, of the shrine wall scripture. So she's basic, and, and from a Melanian point of view, right, it's all about freedom and independence. Well, on the once the revolution is over, after independence and freedom comes responsibility, and the only people who can do responsibility because the government's been overthrown is people. So it's basically dictates of personal responsibility. Okay. It's, it's, it's basically how to go ahead and step up into the world that now has this power vacuum so the people can go and fill it. And are you trying to make this all yourself almost as like an act of penance or are you so, contracting anyone to help you? I, I'm I, I'm not trying to do it so much as an act of penance. It's more just as an act of gratitude. She doesn't feel guilty. Fair. She feels a little guilty. But um, it's it's not so much like I feel like I have to go do this myself. Plus, she's bad at it. Like she, it's like I'm, <laughs> I know help? the scripture. I she, she can phrase it and she can preach it really well, but she can't carve it into stone and have it look good. You Well, both of the major stoneworking organizations in Breach Hill are pretty well occupied with a very large project right now. You know who would be... I, I can help her. You know who would be able to help you? Well, you're helping Trashik with his development. That's true. Uh, but who certainly would be able to help you out pretty well here uh, is the clerics of Shellen Smile, who, while they are, of course, dedicated to Shellen, Shellen and Milani are not so different as they may immediately appear. Uh, a lot of their beliefs and their attitudes are much the same. Mm-hmm. And besides, what you are enacting here is a work of divine piety and a work of art unto itself. Hmm. Uh, and they'll be more than happy to assist you in this endeavor. Beautiful. She'll happily enlist to help with it. And Rez. It is cleaning this place because like you said it's been abandoned for some quite some time it's a lot of cleaning fortunately it's still very well intact it hasn't it's not been long enough to be run down or damaged in any way but it is dusty dirty and forgotten um so probably asking for help from locals who have free time and then also 
going to, I guess there's a carpenter in town. I'm assuming someone who's good with there's woodworking. A, there's a couple. Uh, Breach Creek Lumber, definitely part of their uh, business, is like a craftsman shop that's run by a different person than, I think it was Nareen was the one that runs the lumber. They, they have like an almost separate uh, artisan's shop. Uh, and beyond that, there are plenty of craftsmen within the town of Breach Hill that are proficient in woodworking and uh, crafting larger bits of furniture, upholstering, or things that you would need. So basically, it's it's furniture for a living area, naturally, because it is going to be a living quarters as well. But also, the bigger portion of the building is going to be kind of like a classroom slash auditorium of sorts. He wants a stage built up to do performances, but also desks and chairs for right. people to sit and learn and bookshelves to put books of various kinds. Yeah, nothing you want to do here is terribly complicated. It's not like you need 15th level skilled laborers. No. I mean, you just need people who have like and he's gonna pe try woodworker to, peasants. There's plenty of woodworker yeah. peasants. He's going to try to kind of make it into a community project of sorts, enlisting help of parents and kids because he's going to walk around, hey, I'm building a school for education for everyone, not just kids, for anyone who wants an education. Find many of the people of Breach will be very happy yeah. to help with that, for sure. Um, Marshall, Make me a crafting check real quick, as you have, uh, as everyone else is kind of doing their own thing. You could move the winged rune over to your armor. I guess I'll do Raz's too while I'm at it. You two are the ones that are getting them? Yeah. The winged runes? Flying rat. No room. Oh, uh, that's fair. Darn Sagarok runes. 32. Uh, I got 32 will succeed. Uh, so you'd be able to get the winged rune onto your own armor and then give me another one for Raz's. You have four days, so like even if you do fail uh, That one, was a little worse. Uh, that one's going to be 24. Give me another try. Rolled an 18 on the die, so much better. So it would take you a little bit longer, perhaps, to get it onto the tiny rat armor. Because it's cloth. Um, yeah, it's, it's not even armor. <laughs> yeah, he's, armor. Oh, you have armor. You oh, have yeah, leather armor. armor. Yeah, you don't have okay. nothing. It's underneath. It's underneath all of this. Not really uh, what you're used to working with, though. You're looking more at giant metal armor for dwarf man. It's a little flimsy for what I'm used to, but but uh, you do manage to get it on there. Yeah. I mean, with metal armor, you just put the rune on, take a hammer. Okay, yeah. It's imprinted now. Stamp. Uh, but after a few days of work, you would have your winged runes ready. Your shrine would be coming along fairly well, and your uh, building would be cleared out, and the furnishing would starting uh, would really be starting to come together, and then your living area would have come quite quickly. And many of the people in Breach Hill again are happy to help out with this. Resume and Trishik, uh together you have invented obfuscation oil, and what are you building with the? What do you what do you want to build outside, Resume? Um, I'm assuming you're using the chisel to pop it out of the ground. I am. Um, Resume is going to uh, construct... Um, I actually kind of... I have something in mind for it, um, but she's not ready to show it to anyone yet, so she kind of wants to work on the design for a little bit and have it be the last thing she does before we leave. Fair enough. Um... <laughs> What she has in mind is a place like a like a safe house where um, the people who have helped them can come and stay and have a place to be that is going to be well hidden and secured and have 
pretty much everything that they would need to kind of hole up. Like a bunker it, or something. Like a bunker. Mm, panic room. Yeah. It's yeah. essentially a panic room building. Okay. And that's kind of how she's going to build it. Um, I have some ideas for how people will enter and exit it and how there will be like emergency exits so that you don't have to go out the door so that it will really be like a panic thing so that she wants to make it so that there is actually a tunnel leading out from under it into the forest so that if something goes wrong, you can literally open a trap door and just leave and go out and end up in the forest. You have your staff with uh, shape stone and move earth, right? I do. So you would be able to, with your magic over the course of those days, certainly, because it could take you literally 10 minutes to pop a building out of the ground, um, work <clears throat> to clear out a large area for this tunnel. Uh, but as the moon day of a new week begins... Question. Answer. Pop building up out of floor, make copy of building with shapes stone like make it a permanent fixture and then next time you go to pop up a building that stays there because it's been altered uh if you were shaping other stone around it yes yeah, but like the, you make a you, like you a got shell. like more stone if you're just shaping the stone of the building that's what disappears like the stone running. becomes part of the structure and when you use it the structure crumbles and everything that was built around it kind of crumbles yeah, with it because it, it has it nothing to hold it up anymore like you pulled you've kind of gutted it really uh but after the better part of a week of following your own ends your own thoughts and preparations and breach hill here uh, you, Resume, working with this guiding chisel to kind of make this escape. You know this chisel's got another purpose. And while everything here is very serene and peaceful, the Scarlet Triad is definitely still out there doing something. You get maybe these five days in town of really relaxing before it starts to feel almost uncomfortable. Like this sort of looming presence, this knowledge of somewhere. They're making progress. We don't know what they're doing or why. But it's definitely not good. Well, we were building houses. Miss, they were studying the blade. Miss Rasheen, want to have something fun? I learned a new spell. What was the name of the Scarlet Tribe leader guy? Patrick Striegel. Striegel. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been casting Nightmare on him every single night before I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Screw Do you, you really idiot. not have to have met him? You could just no. know his name? No, no. All so you that, need is one creature you know five. by name. Yeah, so that'll be five will saves for the five days we've been here. I mean, it's almost <laughs> physically impossible for him to fail yeah, with a plus four bonus, but uh, no. roll a he's one. still going to be having weird dreams for as sure. As long as he doesn't critically succeed, he still has a nightmare. Just nightmares plaguing him. But like the dragon that moon <laughs> day, <laughs> much of your business here in Breach shall in order. The call of all set as rain is it's kind of going to come across the group of you. Citadel Altarian is a hive of activity once again, as not only Tuskhead Stoneworking, but also Burton's construction company, uh, the Burton Bros, are working to reshape the inner courtyard and the exterior of the castle. The two teams, as far as they could possibly be, while working on the same <laughs> building. But the group of you need to head downstairs. 
Dun. Guiding Chisel leads you to another one of the portals. Uh, yet one more. You have not bothered. And uh, Duskgate, as it is. Remember back in the first book when I had an incredibly difficult time pronouncing one of the elven gods? I think we landed on Findaladlara. I practiced. Mm. This is that gate. It's decorated on a, almost more plainly than many of the other portals in here. Mahathala? With the top of the arch bearing the image of a sun, either rising behind it, uh, rising above it, or setting behind it. Uh, with in lieu of color, it's difficult to tell. And around the archway itself are some simple, gentle, swooping carvings, almost dune-like. Of course, the statue in the center of Fundledlara faces the blank stone of the archway itself that you know, getting chisel will open. You guys ready? Yep. Oh. Right. Almost like a homecoming. Been completed. Let us go see what awaits us. Pull big red out and get ready to head in. You know, it's been a very long time since I've been back to Catapesh. Well, it's not Catapesh yet. Don't forget, there's a way station. No telling what's waiting for us. On Hopefully, it. there's no ghosts. We'll be ready. I'm kind for of tired it. of undead. As you touch the chisel to surface the stone, and again, it silently, almost imperceptibly, changes from flat stone. This still dark gray mist. You be ready yourselves and step through to whatever lies beyond. God, I hope it's not another dragon. It's just a somehow hotter Tyrannus. As it opens <laughs> on the inside, this way station immediately seems to expand into a very large area. Your feet fall on a smooth but worked tiled stone floor hmm. of a kind of soft brown. I also stop the regular music on this as a zone. And you can see that the walls on either side of you are decorated with delicately arching carvings of elves in various states of activity. Working, singing, feasting. The walls are not completely flat, but actually arch up to a soft tip 20 feet above, near matching the arc of the portal, though it ends much lower to the ground. And it'd be 15 feet in front of you. It expands into a huge square, what appears to be art gallery. It'd be 40, 50 feet across, with other hallways seemingly leading off in different directions, uh, different passages. You can see straight ahead of you as this comes in at a corner, an angle to this massive squared room, another hallway beyond leads to what must clearly be the exit portal. Visible, maybe 150 feet ahead of you through this strange exhibition. You can hear softly what sounds like the strings of a harp being plucked, coming from nowhere in particular, just floating ambiently through the air. It's pristine. There's no signs of the corruption that have come through the rest of the way stations, and this display of elven artwork seems to be wholly intact. Hmm. Is this Shaylin's gate? No. 
You know, Fendlid then... Lara is something of an elven analog. Her primary domain is that of art and creation and beauty. Uh, but as the five of you all come in here, readied for the horrible things that are going to befall you within every way station has happened and met really nothing, this harp hits a strangely dissonant note. Just one. Discordant. Dissonant. No, dissonant means far away. Disturbing. Discordant. It's like clashing or discordant. Yeah, dis- discordant. Anyway, I'm going to look that up. I'm actually not sure. Pretty sure dissonant works. Anyway, just one. Just not to be mildly unsettling. And you see where this entryway meets this massive squared art gallery on the floor in front of you. The stone sinks in a little bit. Just the, the intersection of a few tiles. Has some thin, near hair-like growths of yellow fungus spread out from it. Huh. The heck? As much as you or Shane had seen previously, but nobody else had. Two hands reach up, plant themselves in the stone before pulling an elven figure with pale, almost blue skin and long white hair up behind it. He doesn't crawl out of it so much as he simply pushes off of the ground and rises to be standing where the fungus had amassed. You, Roshin, of course, recognize the face of Omerith. And everybody else at the table, either from having a little bit more uh, knowledge of society, Trishik, perhaps, of some dealings you may have had with some, and Marshall, as they are well, I'm also trained in society. Some degree of a menace in the Dwarven kingdoms. Everybody but Rasheen would certainly recognize a drow when they see one. Oh my god, he's so cute. Hey, remember that thing I just said? <laughs> Marshall's immediately in fighting stance. Here we will end our intro to the fifth chapter. Oh my god, he's a cutie pie. What about Tyrannus? Tell that to Joe. And we will return next week, everybody, here in the Dustgate way station. Seems a much better state than the rest so far. It looks like Omara perhaps can reach this. Ah, that's mm. not a that good thing. or Roshin's fake mommy is coming back to haunt him. Or Roshin let him in. I don't know. This is probably fine. It's probably fine. This is probably fine. No, What's it's real. It's fine. Happen? Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Thank you. A relaxing time in retail, well earned after Cobbler, but there is work to be done. Relaxing and there for are everyone but me. Incredibly yes, relaxing. questionable <laughs> trails to follow here. Good night, everyone. Good night. We'll see you.